operators, non-negotiators, chronic bullshitters, and bill collectors. Please hang up and call somebody else. Other than that, call me on business, so you have no business calling me, J. Cole. Oh, yes, indeed, programs. Be your liberator. Be your luminary. Be your leader and beacon. The one who vanquished the tyranny of the user rose many cycles before. Warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor. You're listening to the Emperor and the Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skins are going Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks. Jumping Jean Jean is Moody James Dean. From the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the Cuyahoga, live from the war room here in Cleveland, Ohio, USA, this is the Emperor's Court here on AlphaGeekRadio.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Hawkeye. Yes, sir. And nobody else. Oh. As it is Mother's Day, uh, mothers and uh, those And we clearly mothers, don't love our moms. I know. Screw them. But Baron was already on earlier today, so I'm not the only one who forsake his mother, although at least I went over there and dropped off a card and a present. Last I heard, he hadn't called her, so I'm the better son. I gave a little jingle. See? There you go. Philia's son. Um, Lulu is in the building. I'm not sure what she's doing, because I don't think she was feeling very well. Uh, Bast is out today, again, for Mother's Day. Uh, she is at a family party for that. J. Cool is doing whatever it is J. Cool does on Sundays. <laughs> Actually, I believe he is in uh, Virginia University this weekend, t- picking up his son, who just finished up uh, college there for the semester. And he's if he's not already back, he's on his way. I think it's absolutely adorable that you still tend to his excuses, well, entertain I mean, them, and I just pass them. on to you what he relays to me. Oh man, I'm gonna miss this weekend, but I got a good excuse. Well, yeah, you seem to have a lot of good excuses, Dave. The more energy behind the excuse, the more bullshit it is. That is always true. I just want to see that how creative you can get from one week to the next. I, I mean, look, at least he's contributing in the way of music and what have you. But even so, I, I, we've. And I've told him, we kind of gave your chair over to Bass because she at least shows up most of the time. So there was that. Anyways, an exciting weekend. Uh, a lot of going on we had this weekend. The Cavaliers played today. Buckets. An exciting finish. So we W's. swept the Hawks. 
again, which means we get a, a good week of rest. I mean, the series is two one right now, and you got to think the Heat are probably going to come back. So we, I doubt we play till next. Oh, the Raptors. For some reason, I thought Miami was up. Raptors not- are up two one, and I think Miami wins the series. So you're talking about another good three games, probably at least. I'm convinced that people who know that I do the show at this particular time decide to call the house phone. Considering how very few people we actually have given that number out to, I it's got to be intentional. Fuck your show. That pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, we swept back-to-back years. The Hawks got swept last year. We uh, beat the hell out of them. We sure did, and uh, this is back-to-back sweep. We haven't lost in the playoffs yet this year. Knock on wood. Yeah, I'm not superstitious, but, you know, if you can find some, fucking go for it. We're going to keep winning. I mean, we're just better than everyone in the Eastern Conference. Personally, I want Miami. That's who I want because especially the LeBron James thing and all the shit we took from them for years. If we're going to beat anybody to get to the finals, I want it to be Miami. Right, but uh, from a, I want to win the championship because I don't care about second place perspective. I want to play the Hornets because Miami's a much more physical team. White side is huge and dominant, and you're going to have more bumps and bruises if you play Miami. So I would rather play the Hornets personally. If I'm talking about winning the whole thing here, not just beating Miami. Why am Wait a minute. Hornets don't really have a quality big. For some reason, my mind has not gone blank. The Raptors were in it, right? Toronto, yes? The, they are in it. They're playing the Heat. I'm sorry. I said the Hornets. You, I that's apologize. That's the second time you said that. I'm like, yeah, I apologize. Wait a minute. I, Charlotte. I, okay, okay. I was picturing Toronto while I was saying the Hornets. I don't know why I was saying the Hornets. But the point is, Toronto, they don't have anybody really that's going to abuse you. They got. They have a couple good players. Right. Um. Carol Junkyard Dog is pretty legit, but again, nobody that's going to really leave you with scrapes. But Miami will. It's an interesting thing, and uh, Justice Winslow, Whiteside. I mean, they're going to leave you hobbling a little. To me, the Cavaliers are are very much like I approach them now the way I kind of did the Indians in the nineties, uh, only insofar as what I expected the season to actually begin. Because I much prefer baseball, and I will watch. You know, baseball, regardless of who's playing, but I'm a diehard Indians guy. Okay, they did win today. Good. Yeah, they did. My problem with the Cavaliers is I, I don't really care for basketball all that much. I, I just don't. Not a pro professional, not a college. So, you know, if there's a relatively, you know, easy schedule going through the playoffs, I really don't give a shit until the finals. Because, yeah, I, I mean, this fair. regular season's a joke. Well, LeBron doesn't care about it. LeBron well, himself is like, it's you know, just he brushes everything off in the regular season. And I think he's Clearly. almost ver- I've, I think he's verbatim said that he doesn't care about the regular season at this point. Scrub probably would like you to be quiet. Oh my god, shut up Hawkeye, no one cares. Yeah, there's only <laughs> two of us here, Scrub, so you're going to have to just get used to it. <laughs> Suck the dick, bitch. Get used to it. <laughs> that was too much. A uh, little harsh towards the guy who's running our Facebook. Imagine all the shit he could be posting right now about you and you'd never know. He talks you know shit about me all the time. I'm sure he can take it. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, yeah, I mean, and that's kind of a sad that LeBron does. I mean, look, and everybody compares him to Jordan and everything else, and I don't know if that's really a fair comparison anymore. I, at this point, I don't care. I don't like the guy personally. I can't stand him. I don't like what he did before. I don't like his act outside of the uh, of the arena. As long as he brings the championship home to us, I don't care. Win the game. Win the games that matter. Give us the championship. That's all you need. Then you can go about and do whatever the hell you want. I've always liked him. I mean, I just see a complete human being. Everyone does stupid shit. Yes, but most people learn from the mistake and don't continue to repeat it. But I think that's what he did, didn't he? He came back, apologized, and he's here. Well, I mean, he didn't really apologize, and that's just as far as Cleveland goes. Now, the way he, he treats people outside of. I don't think he owed anybody an apology for leaving and coming back. And then how he acts outside is just rumors and speculation. I've never personally seen it. 
at any rate, so yeah, I just until the finals, I'm kind of I'm, I'm paying attention insofar as did we win? Yes or no? Not can you believe that play? Can you believe that call? Can you you know there was a fight? I, none of that really interests me. But yeah, again, it's basketball, and that to me that's just not my thing. I've become a much bigger fan over the last couple of years, but I agree. I mean, and why is it? Because we had a good team. Did you care before yeah, that? Probably no, not. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I'm, I, I, for 100% was fair weather with the Cavs. When they weren't good, I didn't. it's not watchable. Yeah, and, for, and I will be the first to admit it. I Obviously, a Cleveland team I will support. But by and large, you know, my diehard interest isn't with the Cavaliers because I just like the sport. Or at least I don't like what it became. I used to like the Cavs back when I was a kid when it was, okay, let me get my old man shoes on here. Back when it was Mark Price and Brad Hardy and Land. You know, things like that. You know, Hot Rod Williams. When it was, you know, a sport, not, you know, hey, let's all be fans of LeBron and of Kobe and of et cetera. You know what, though? Kobe is, I think Kobe was the last of a dying breed in that it used to be like Kobe fucking shit talked. He ran Shaq out of town. He didn't give a fuck. He was going to do him. Now it's like it's so clicked up in basketball. It's, oh, really? Is. It's become... It's become really pathetic. Miller Rod James has, has said it himself that he wants to get him and Dwayne Wade and Chris Paul and get those all guys to play or Carmelo Anthony, get him in one place for at least one or two seasons. I think to myself, you're going to have a complete Hall of Fame lineup just because they're your buddies. It's vomit worthy, but that's what a lot of these teams look at the teams. Kyrie, Love, LeBron. I mean, that kind of shit didn't happen. Oh, Kyrie Irving came in on his own. I mean, it's not yeah, like but he got, you know what I mean. Love was traded over into it. Yeah, he was. These big threes, sure. that trend, that didn't used to be that way. I'm trying to think. I mean, really, you had what? Well, I mean, the Lakers did. I mean, they had Magic Johnson. They had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They had, you know, Green. They had James Worthy. Yeah, but that wasn't a situation where, like, they traded you're, him you're over. You're right, where they said, hey, you got to get this guy because I yeah. know him. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that type of situation. Like they did in Miami, apparently, right. like we've done to a degree here in Cleveland. I mean... Right. The Bulls had, you know, they're... They had Rodman, Pippen, and Jordan, but, at, yeah. like, Pippen wasn't considered an all-star like Love. Like, he was really good, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't considered the way, like, that huge name. Like, I didn't hear anybody back then saying the big three. Well, I didn't see Pippen win anything when LeBron or when Michael Jordan retired the first time, did you? Right, I mean, he's a great role player. Yeah, I mean, he did his job. But you have, like, did it very well. three superstars on the team these days, sure. and it's unbelievable. Well, Kevin Love's got to play some more defense before I consider him a superstar, but yeah, to your point... It's it, you're right. Indians won today finally, so back on a winning track. Uh, two there. Oh, isn't that nice? Atlanta Hawks. I wonder if Anna Harf Horford had anything to say to Twitter and the Cleveland fans. I, I tell you what, if there's anybody out there that I would be close to wishing ill upon, it is that woman <laughs> who has been nothing but vile towards this city, its fans, and this team, even long before we even got to the to this uh, series. She was bagging us back when we were playing the Pistons. Who are you talking about? She's the sister of uh, of um, oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, big Twitter presence, never shuts her mouth, always running it. I, it, you know, just shitting on us, shitting on the city, etc. I'm like, who the hell are you? What have you contributed to life that matters? You're gravy training off the, you know, the the talent and success of your brother. Yeah, but. Steph Curry's wife is doing that. Uh, Gabriel Union, well, Dwayne Wade's wife is doing it. They're okay, all. That all, doesn't mean I'm not saying it's right. No. no, I'm not giving them. I'm just saying it's not like she's still punching with Tom Brady. Right. Yeah, I mean, we had talked about this earlier, but shut your mouth, man. 
going after Della Vadova. I mean, he she was all over him during the Piston series and during this one. He's out and careers. Don't tell me he's playing hard. He simply wants to hurt people. I'm thinking this guy's five foot eleven if he's lucky. <laughs> You know, this is the Rudy of basketball with even less chance of playing against seven-foot stars. He's getting, and, like, kneed in the face when they're walking. Right. <laughs> they think he's the water boy. Here's the towel. I, and he's the backup point guard. You worry about him? He's humping their leg. <laughs> Chihuahua. I mean, give the Aussies credit. The guy's a hell of a defender, but don't tell me he's out to end careers. No reason he's hitting everybody's knees. That's as tall as he is. He just gives 50% more effort than anybody on the floor. And they're just not used to seeing it and not sure what to do with it. Having a bunch of uh, Epic Lurker says, having a bunch of stars isn't a problem. The problem comes into play when they all want to be a leader. Well, then that, but then having stars is the problem then because they all want to be a leader. You shouldn't have them all on one team. I think that's what happened to Miami when when Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and LeBron James went there the first time. The first year they got oh, yeah. trashed, and I think afterward, I think they got together and said, "All right, fine. You know what? You you're in charge. You lead, and we'll everybody else will follow." Because you're right, you can't have you know a locker room full of alphas and everybody trying to go a different direction. Well, that's all everyone's talking about now is where Durant's going to go. Suppose he's going to leave the Thunder. For two years he's going to Washington. That's all we've ever heard of. Two years, I'm going to Washington. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. He'd be stupid if he did, because Washington right now is a bear covered. Well, that has what, been. I respect Dwayne Wade because his ring that he had before LeBron was a legit ring. Like that was his fucking ring. Like he didn't have a okay. posse. He willed. I mean, granted, in LeBron's defense, I don't think the competition that year was near what it is now, especially with like the Warriors and all that shit. The West is insane, but it has been for years. The Spurs, God, you know, it's so Spurs. Stacked. The Spurs days are numbered. This is probably mm-hmm. one of the last years that you're going to see them as one of the true teams. All their guys in their upper thirties. Incorrect because of uh, Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is unbelievable. You're about to have two, maybe three guys retire in the next year or two. But they are quietly building the team behind. Just watch. Not Kawhi Leonard is one Popovich of Popovich is old, oh, yeah. dude. He is old. He'll, All those guys. He's hilarious, though. Well, without intending to be, I think. His interviews. He's like the Leslie Nielsen of, of basketball. Straight-laced guy, straight-faced, very deadpan. Funny if you know how to take it. So funny. <laughs> he, it's on purpose. He knows his comedy style. It's funny. <laughs> so it was a big sports weekend, at least for us here around Cleveland. We had the defending World Series champions, Kansas City Royals, in. Took two out of three from them. Got them. We uh, won, what? It was Friday, didn't we? One Friday. Lost yesterday. One Sunday. Well, I'm not talking about the uh, Cavs. One Friday. They won today. Oh, right. Yeah, so they close out the Hawks. Yeah, you're right. We're probably going to have about a week before the next one starts. There's that. At least. Yeah. So what did you do this weekend? You were late getting here because you were where? Uh, just watching the game in Akron. Oh, that's a 45-minute drive. It's a little ways away. You could have watched the game anywhere. Why in Akron? Yeah, just hanging out with a friend of mine. Um, she lives in Akron. Uh, I think we've mentioned her in previous shows. She's a dancer. So it's always a good time hanging out with her. So we're going to bring her on the show so we can embarrass the hell out of her. Well, actually, uh, so... We've got a pole right behind you. <laughs> she would destroy it. But I will say this. <laughs> uh, I will say this. I uh, There was one other thing that happened. Kind of a a big deal. I may or may not have left my job abruptly. Uh, abruptly? Like, yeah. where's I, Hawkeye? We haven't seen him in a week. I, I don't know. I, I literally just walked into my boss's office and was like, look, I got to be honest with you. I feel like my soul is being siphoned through the computer. <laughs> And I just got to... There's a Tron thing going on here. I don't want to wake up in some video game. Right. Well, I've been saving. 
I've been saving, and I just told him, like, look, man, I gotta, f- I can't do this anymore. I'm, you know, I'm gonna be 32. I can't. I know what I can't do, and that's sit in front of a computer for even like one more week, or I will die. So <laughs> I just left. Um, and actually, aforementioned dancer is letting me crash with her for free right now. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you gotta drive back to Akron once yeah. you're done here. Yeah, Jesus, dude. Okay, that's it's, like Varyard's trip every weekend to come out here. Yeah, but it's fucking free. I couldn't turn that down. She was like, offered it up, and I'm not gonna say no to that. So, so I mean, you had no other job lined up, no other plan. You're just like enough. Just yeah, I mean, out. you got enough to make your bills. I mean, absolutely. And since I'm not paying rent or utilities, definitely. But you know, the thing is, I, I find that comfort is like the biggest enemy. And if I would have stayed there. There would have been no end to it. Like you just get in this thing where, like, you yeah, say it's called a job. Yeah. Well, you say you're gonna like look for new things and new opportunities, but when you're working and you're comfortable, you just don't do shit. You just work. You get home and you watch Netflix or you play video games. And I'm just like, I gotta break the cycle. So now that I'm not working, it gives me a lot more kick in my ass to, and I have been looking really hard and like. So, have you ever had a job then that didn't become that where you got to that comfort level where you got into your routine? Because I, I news for you, life is routine. Yeah, life is routine, but if you like what I think that a lot of people do things they don't really love and it just destroys them slowly year by year. And I just don't want that to be me. I feel like I am blessed with more of a safety net than a lot of people. So why not take advantage of it and try to figure what this is it you want to do? I guess is the question. Well, I want to I want to write, do something creative. Um, I've actually you do realize you have a creative outlet that is listened to by thousands of people. Well, that's if why I said yes. Something. That's why I said yes to this opportunity in the first place. It was awesome of you to offer it, and I enjoy it. Um, but again, it's about building a portfolio so that you have something to say. You know, let, give me an opportunity to do this and pay me to do it. So that's what I'm really working on: is writing in my free time, joining a writing club. Just now, when you're there. writing, are you talking like creative writing, like? Uh, novels, short stories. You're talking about plays, scripts? everything. I I love comedy writing, but I also like I'm. I think I'm pretty well versed in relationships. I've been through a lot of them. I think I'm really emotionally intelligent, so I write about that. I've actually already written a couple of those pieces that have been pretty well received, just on Facebook. So, you know, I'm just anything that at this point, anything and everything builds a portfolio because when you apply for those jobs what i because i tried to in the past they ask you first thing you got to have a portfolio like we need to see a body of work so that's what i'm doing scrub puppy has good points that's a bold strategy hawkeye let's see if it pays off he says yeah it's eight hours of boredom i get it my job blows and i go and do it and then i go home and i do stuff that i don't hate that's life there's no easy out so i understand that point totally and i respect it as, scrub, as an but- example as an example that's what this show is for me because right. my job does not allow for any kind of creative you know experimentation or creative growth it just isn't it's just that it's professional environment very rigid very sterile etc this is that outlet right and i and listen i respect that but the way i look at it is that's not enough if i look if i want to get another sales job nine to five i can find it in a heartbeat not trying to be arrogant but my sales resume is really good it's not going to be hard to do that if i need to do it but but i feel like you can, there can be more. I don't want to live for the weekend. I don't want to work nine to five every day and just be excited. Like I'm wishing four and a half days out of my week away. I don't want to do that. So I feel honestly like eventually I can get to a point where I can do it for a living. So I'm going to give it a try. I feel like if I try and I fail, I can live with that, but I can't live with never trying. Uh, and that's a fair point. I look, it's something I've I've heard myself. 
I had opportunities that for a variety of reasons I, I turned down. Everybody knows about the South Korea trip and everything else that I was offered, actually. And I kind of look at it now, and I look at all these assholes that are doing these play-by-play and commentary for eSports. You know, I was doing it back when it didn't even have a name. Right. And I think I look at them like, these are lesser people. These are a bunch of fucksticks. They're nothing compared to me. And yet, I chose a different path. I mean, Total Biscuit and I were doing a show together for a while. You know, for StarCraft Two. I decided to get married, and, and I dropped out of that one. He kept going, and the rest is history. I can understand that. Well, not to be corny, but of any time in history, this is the most promising time to be able to do that. Like, oh, sure, so... because the world is literally at your fingertips. Right. I mean, you can. I know people that have started up like even a YouTube channel or sure. whatever it may be, and they've gotten popular within like a six-month period. So I keep pointing at the television as an example of exactly what you're saying. Uh, trust me, I know. I've been doing this on and off for the better part of 12 years. And, right. I mean, granted, I, I don't go out of my way to, to grow the audience like I should. And that's mainly a time thing for the reasons you just mentioned. Work. I do about 65 hours a week and half for years. You know, my expansion for the most part comes from Scrubs efforts on our Facebook page. But you're absolutely right. All you got to do is find a thing. If enough people share it, you're golden. You're off and running. I mean, how many different shows do we watch on, on YouTube all the time? You know, Honest Trailers, Epic Rap Battles, uh, um, uh, Epic Food Time, shit like that. Uh, even the Pure Ponage guys are doing, are, just, I think they just re-released or released their movie. You know, that's, I've got a buddy who's writing, and actually Samson, who's been our host here a bunch of times, he's in Atlanta, he's writing his fourth book. He self-published the first three. He went and did a uh, Kickstarter, and I think now he's doing a Patreon, uh, and he's got enough money to write his fourth book. Listen, and I, I'm not saying that everybody can do it, and maybe I can't, but it, there are people that have tried it and been successful, sure. so there's nothing to say that I can't be one of them. But I'm not saying you can't. In fact, I think it's probably a great idea. If you've got the time off, uh, look, and here, this is what it comes down to, Hawkeye. If you've got enough money to keep you floating, and if your dancer girlfriend is fine with you staying there, you know, to pay any bills, you know, if you've had the discussion where they're saying, this is my goal, this is what I'm doing, I want to try some stuff, if you've got nothing pressing you have a gun in your head saying you've got to find a job right away go and do this uh, look my protege Sinvicta all right he quit his job about two and a half years ago because he wanted to do he wanted to be on the internet he wanted to be YouTube he wanted to have a show I wanted to be on Twitch he wanted to make his money that way so he quit his job saved a bunch of money for like a year quit his job and then threw himself into this full time and he broadcasts eight to twelve hours like five six days a week and as far as I know, he's pulling in enough money now through patron and sponsors and a couple other things now that he's able to make a living off of it. So absolutely, if you've got time, if you can afford it, swing for the fences, man. It's yeah. now or never. She's afforded me a little extra time to, to really you know, put myself out there a little bit longer than I probably would have been able to do. Um, so, But yeah, we'll see. See what happens. Scrub. <laughs> Epic Lurker. Didn't Jesse Cox's YouTube career start as a what-the-hell project? In between jobs? Yeah. That, Jesse Cox is another example. I came across him when we did the uh, the WoW uh, Arena contest. He was he came in, I think, runner-up. And he took that, and he was off and running. He's been great. He and Total Biscuit, in fact, they were just at uh, some convention, I think, that they got paid to go to or some shit. There's plenty of examples well, out there. I'll tell you what. Everybody I've ever known, every celebrity, every human being that I've known, just on a personal level at Senate, has all said the same exact message, and it's that at some point, if you're going to reach that level of happiness, you're going to have to take an insane, terrifying leap. And that's what I'm doing here. And again, 
you know, you got to expect to grind your teeth on the asphalt a little bit when you do it. It's not going to happen immediately, but that's why you kind of prepare for it a little bit ahead of time. Scrub actually says something that, that it, from time to time I go back and, and wish I had kind of done and almost did out of high school and didn't. It says, go enlist, travel the world, get your ass beat on the hard anvil of life for a few years, have some crazy experiences, then come home and enjoy a boring eight-hour job. Uh, you know, if Varner was here, I could have him tell you, I, he could keep you here for hours about the shit he got into when he was in the Marines and the stuff that he had done. I mean, granted, he did two, two over, uh, overseas tours in Iraq, you know, and all that. Just the the stories that he's had, right? But and that's that's extremely fair. It's a great idea. I wouldn't have thought of. But so you know, you have to know yourself. And a, I'm just a really creative person. So for me, I want to do something that I can do for the rest of my life creatively. Like that would make me. That would probably make me very happy in the short term. But then again, you'd have the same problem. You know, I I get what he's saying. You probably would enjoy your boring job more. But I just look at it like your I, point is you can't continue to do the same thing two days in a row. Yeah, I just I want to have something that's going to last me longer. But we'll see. Again, we'll we'll see what happens. But how was well, your? Well, obviously you've got no, 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 no. This is interesting. Trying to, me. to pass the Trust time. me, I guarantee. <laughs> no, I guarantee you. Everybody listening to this right now, either now live or when they download the podcast in a couple days from now, they're going to be on the edge of their seats and they're going to be going through their mind right now, saying, "God damn it, I've had the same thought in my head," or uh, it'll start them thinking about it. Trust me, what you're going through now is something that I think a lot of people, especially when it listens to this show, because um, a lot of creative people, you know, in that kind of same vein, have had the same self conversation. You obviously have an idea of what you want to do. Have you put anything into? It's just place? hard to talk about right now because I'm right in the middle of the fall and it's terrifying. And they're and you know what I mean. It's so, I don't want to say embarrassing, but it's like shit. I'm in between nothing. How's that right embarrassing? Now. No, it's not. Embarrassing. Nobody ever takes shot at ba- their dreams anymore, Hawkeye. No. You're actually doing that. Uh, I'm just saying it's like it's. I don't have a lot of answers right now, so it's hard to talk about if that makes sense. You don't have a plan. I, I you know I have a loose plan and I've already taken some action. I've. Um, like I said, I'm joining a, a certain writing club and building a portfolio. I am taking steps, but I think there has to be a little bit of ambiguity to it or you're not really taking a leap. So it's just a little hard to talk about it because I don't know exactly what I'm doing. If that, I don't know. I know I'm kind of all over the place, but that's where I'm at right now. So what is it that you would like to do? Would you like, and then I, I asked this a few minutes ago when you didn't really get into long-term goal scripts or novels or my ultimate dream down the line would be to be uh, a writer on like a comedy show. I think that would be my ultimate end game. But that takes time. That's not something that I expect to happen right now. Uh, I think that more realistically, what will probably happen is I'll get a day job, keep writing, build a portfolio, get it, like I'll probably freelance for some websites, maybe eventually work for like papers. Some, I mean, more of like a realistic writing job first, and then maybe down the line when I have some experience, that would be what I'd like to do. Got to start somewhere. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear any bullshit about going and invading and setting up a banana republic. I was for doing that three years ago, and only half of you were willing to back me up on that. And now look who I work for. <laughs> I can't exactly, you know, call for the invasion of anybody anymore, much as I'd like it. <laughs> we have the, the empire that we created here, which is 50 feet in every direction of whatever device you happen to be listening to on the show. That's territory that we have claimed. Speaking of which, Miles will bring it up now since it's mentioned. Um,. I, and it kind of ties into what you were saying. When I was talking to Baron about this, um, when he was here on Wednesday, when we were doing the show after hours, and he does streaming for Twitch, which is something I did for a while, stopped, didn't like to, uh, and then you know I've been thinking about doing it again, as if there was ever a successful comedy show based in Cleveland. There's been two good ones that I know of in the last decade. 
It was hot in Cleveland, and there was the Drew Carey show. Who still hangs around here, I think. Well, oh, well, isn't he? Where do they film Prices Right? California. That's probably where he's at, right? Well, or he like visits out here a lot. I'm sure he may even have a house out here. But yeah, I, I, that's yeah, probably I forgot who's on. I, I do know these seen out here quite a bit, but at any rate, I digress. So I was thinking about actually getting it, and I was one thing I noticed, and I started looking at a couple of the 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 very few Twitch people that I follow. Because I'm very particular about who I actually listen to on the radio or who I watch because I don't like getting into the habit of either. Because I'm a very competitive person. If it's somebody I don't know and they're, they've got some kind of following or, some, or they, you know, they're in the same industry, same genre that I'm in. If I happen to think I'm very, you know, much better at it, I get very competitive towards them. Sometimes I destroy their sites and their shows. Uh, the other part is I don't want to find myself starting to kind of mimic or copy what it is that they're doing, their style, a catchphrase, anything like that. I, I, there's enough people out there that that copy my shtick, and I, I hear that all the time about one person in particular who still starts the show and signs off the show the exact same way I did for a decade because he was on this with me. Having said that, recently I got to thinking, you know what, I need to get some kind of weird banner to put behind my camera if I ever should start going ahead and streaming games. Started looking around for a couple things. Apparently nobody makes Warhammer 40k banners or flags. Now the reason I bring this up, at least here in the States, I found no one around here who sells them or makes them. I've been able to find no one online who seems to make them. However, from time to time, Games Workshop over in England releases banners and flags, kind of like a uh, like a promotional thing to people in the area for their actual retail stores. Now, it happens to be that we have quite a large listening audience over in England and thereabouts. So if you happen to come across any of those kinds of flags or banners, it's got to be 40K, let me know. Willing to pay the shipping, willing to buy them if they're a reasonable price. Uh, barring that... I've actually looked into a couple places around here who do custom flags. And years ago when we did the whole Sulfinis thing, the whole you know bit we ran with for months on end, a couple of you guys, one in particular, made up a, a flag for what Sulfinis would be. I'm thinking about actually having that done and making it up, and that way we can have it drop down behind us when we're doing Twitch or whatever, whether we move this show to video, which ultimately has been the goal, or if I start doing something supplemental. You know, and part of it's the time, and it kind of goes back to what you're saying, Hawkeye. It's just there's a lot of stuff I've always wanted to do. One of the goals of this show has always been to incorporate phone calls with people, specifically to do interviews with authors, with game, you know, game uh, uh, developers, industry, you know, things like that, things that interest me that I think people would have fun with. The problem is it's very difficult to, A, find the time to make the connection with them, whether it's through their publishing house or their PR people or what have you, you know, back and forth, set it up. Then you got to set up a time to record it because f- trying to get it on a, from 7 to 10 on a Sunday night is going to be difficult. So which means you've got to find a time that's available to them either during the day, during the evening to go ahead and record. And working 65 hours a week plus family, you don't really have the time for that. Yeah, it really is uh, all who you know, right? I mean, a lot of these shows that get that that are lower budget, it's just connections. Sure. Oh, and I've got them. That, that's, it, the problem isn't getting them. The problem is doing the legwork to set it all up and then doing the interview. That part, I mean, not that it's easy, but that sounds, I mean, you can't forge a relationship you don't have. If you have the relationships, I think 80% of the battle's done. It's just a matter of hammering 
you you're gonna have to do it. You're gonna have to bite the bullet and do it when it's inconvenient for you, probably. Well, it, but it, it, there's a difference between being inconvenient and being damn near impossible. If they want to do it at two o'clock in the afternoon Eastern, there's a problem. There is no way unless I'm actually going to take off the entire day to do that interview. Um, it, it, again, it, these are you know a couple things I've always wanted to do, and I've had a, a couple that we've kind of uh, piloted out. Uh, we wanted to always do the radio plays. I wanted to do War of the Worlds. I got halfway through a script. But the problem we run into is the time needed to edit all the different voice actors, for one, and for two, getting people in here to record their lines. Plus, you got to get sound effects. Plus, you got to go to record it. And I assume you know what the War of the Worlds is. And talk about the original one. I have. You know what? It's sad. I've only seen the, the fucking Tom Cruise one. Uh, Orson Welles, back in, I think it was 1938. No. 30, I think it was 1938, did a radio play called War of the Worlds where, and I'm sure you, you've heard the legend, where it scared the hell out of a lot of people who thought that it was a real broadcast, there were real newscasts, that aliens from Mars were invading the United States and invading New Jersey, and all over the country people were locking down their houses and getting out their shotguns. It happened here in Cleveland. They were swamping, it was 3WE back then, and they were swamping the, the phone lines, people calling in wanting to know where are the aliens were coming? Is this a mass invasion? This guy's talking about on the radio. We're fucked. What are we going to do? <laughs> Is there a rally point for people to get together and get ready to fight? And it was kind of a, it was an example of mass hysteria. Epic Lurker says, Emperor's Court, Dawn of War 3 tournament, play-by-play. We could bring back the Emperor's Cup or a free-for-all free for all Friday. Fridays is what I wanted to do, which was to pick the game. Usually it was like Warcraft 3 or something where they had like 10 or more players. And then I would be an observer. I'd broadcast the whole thing and we'd have... Ten people beat the hell out of each other and go for it. Now, what I saw Baron do the other night, actually, I, I made a, a habit of, of showing up. I think it was Friday night. He did this because I, I know he talked about it on the show on Wednesday. And I wanted to see what he what he was talking about. And I, I actually watched him play that party hard, which was actually a very funny game. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. And things like that. I mean, that's what we used to do back then, back when we didn't even have the ability to stream our video. It was just audio. So, no, I, I think what you're doing, Hawkeye, actually is going to resonate with a lot of people. It certainly does with me. And, you know, I, I guess you're in a position a lot of us aren't, which is you really don't have any commitments really holding you down, aside from a job, which obviously you don't have anymore. <laughs> right. No, I don't. Have what did your boss say, too, when he walked in like that? Because I'm sure he had no clue. It's not like you were a disgruntled employee he saying, was, fuck this place, every 30 seconds. He was initially, understandably, a little shell-shocked. He was never mad, but... I produced at a pretty high level there, so he tried to talk me. I was going to say, what was the a couple times? Like throughout, he would like sneak another one in. Like, well, you know, people don't really get like full gear. You do three years. You've only been here like a year and a half. Are you sure? Like he would try a couple ways, but then at the end of it, when he realized I was hell bent on it, he just said, "Look, man, I got some connections out there. Let me email you some stuff." And he was really supportive. But um, I mean, obviously, he wasn't expecting it. It was just like a fucking random Tuesday or something. I was just like. Hey, sorry, but <laughs> I got to remember to keep I'm checking dead inside. In, chickening in on the other IRC channel because we got this one running. We got the UO Second Age people listening. It's like I got to, and I, I apologize, folks, if I'm ignoring. As I'm paying attention to more than you know the the regular IRC and Core Killers versus the other one, it's kind of hard for me to bounce back and forth. So it's not that I'm ignoring your comments. Well, I guess I am, but I'm. Yeah. I'm trying to do a show. Great explanation. I Well, you know what? I've tried telling everybody, too. I'm like, well, why don't we all just combine it into one IRC channel instead of three? But it never seems to work out. At any rate, so as far as my week went, it went pretty well. I mean, it was busy. It always is. Um, another Kickstarter project update. Yeah, I do actually have a kick to the curb uh, tonight, but it's actually a good one. 
Uh, it's actually one that I've decided to back. I've only ever backed two. This is my second Kickstarter I've ever backed. Uh, the first one being Exploding Kittens. Oh, apparently they got funded. Nice. They only had seven hours to go last I had heard. It's a Final Fantasy Tactics type game. Actually, it's almost a shot-for-shot remake. Not a remake, but certainly in that same vein. The characters look the same. The battle system's the same. The animation's the same. It's pretty much Tactics with a different name. We'll, we'll get to the, get to that a little later on. Um, I did have dinner with Legal Tender last night, which was cool. Haven't been able to catch up with him in a couple months. I haven't seen him since about a little after New Year's. And I was just catching up with him, how he was doing the work, etc., what games he's been playing. Uh, he's kind of given me the, the play-by-play of how bad the division has been, and it's an absolute clusterfuck. Hmm. People were trying to talk me into getting that. Well, apparently the, uh, the concept in the game was awesome. It was the implementation that was terrible to the point where it, it, they've bled, like, something like 80% of their player base is just gone. Really? Because they just can't get the game working. That's interesting. I mean, I, was, I play uh, Rainbow Six Siege still. But they're both Tom Clancy, and I lost a lot of people over the division. But it, this is recent that they're falling off. I guess basically since it came out, um, they've had problems with their their daily quests. They've had glitches. They've had uh, horrible imbalance problems. He was just telling me this is an absolute wreck, and that a lot of the friends that he were playing with didn't get it. I mean, didn't continue to play because of the issues. Um, he was saying that uh, I think Bloodborne was one he was looking at, which he kind of liked because he he played that and he tried Overwatch. Okay, one of us has a phone that's... Mine's in my pocket. Okay, it's mine, which is weird because I've got nothing coming in, but... Okay, that was strange. Uh, he said he just beta-tested over... or Yeah, beta-tested Overwatch over the weekend. Didn't care for it a great deal. Actually liked Bloodborne better than Overwatch. But he said he's going to hang out to wait to see if anybody he knows actually buys it and sticks with it because he just doesn't see it having legs. He's big on console games. That's what he primarily was, plays. Is Overwatch the... Borderlands type? Game? No, it's the it's Blizzard's version of Team Fortress Two. Okay, it's been on television lately. It's been on all these different websites. It's it's everywhere. That's what they're putting all their money into now is this new Overwatch. And again, yeah, it, it really is. It's their version of Team Fortress Two. Oh, different classes. Was that the one with the girl that there was like yes, okay. the butt gay thing we did for a couple of weeks. That's the one. Gotcha. Yep, that's I think the Scout Tracer. I, I haven't played it. I I, I just. I don't care, you know, if I really want to play a Team Fortress or Dude, type shooter, I'll play the original. Dude, you haven't liked a game in a long What's something that, let me ask you this, because yeah. everything no, you're has right. disappointed I, you it, it really has been. You're right, absolutely right. What, I guess, what's a title that has you excited? Is there anything right now that you're chopping I, at the bit for? I was, Scrub Hubby says, Division collapsed because it's a reskin Destiny. Well, and there's some to that. Lots of glitches, lots of exploits. I was really gung-ho for Battlefield Gothic. I was are you trumpeting how great this game was going to be. Finally, a, a space you know battle type game that I would like. A battle simulator got awful, terrible. Had had nineteen hundred people last night on a Saturday during prime time, down from ten thousand two weeks ago when it released. So it, clearly, it's not just me. Right. You know, Doom, same thing. And again, this is a game that I was gung ho for, really looking forward to it. It's going to be like Quake Three. It's going to be like Quake One. That's what they kept on saying. Going back to our roots, going back to what worked. And all it is, it's Halo meets Call of Duty. That's all it is. Quick sidebar. So, Scrub, played Overwatch. It's a pretty Team Fortress 2. So, is yeah. it, but is it, does it play well? I mean, it looks good, it sounds like, but does it play well? Is my question. Because I haven't seen anyone review it and tell me, like, 
fully what they thought of the gameplay and the experience overall. Which makes me worried when you've got people that are kind of hedging their bets. Um, but, I mean, those were games that I was really big on, and they both really let me down. So there's nothing out right now, I know that. But is there anything on the horizon that has you excited? Because, man, I'd like to hear you go on a tangent for one positive, exciting I, game. <laughs> you know what? And, and I've gotten a few emails the last couple of weeks, too, about how cranky I've seen to be towards the game industry in general. And you know what? It's hard for me to argue, except I would simply point out that these are games that I was you know, promoting left and right about how excited I was to play them. And again, it's not just me. I, you know, I, I try not to review any, read any reviews or, you know, go to any of the forums because, it, it, look, gaming forums are an echo chamber, okay, depending on what your mood is. If you go in and everybody's negative, chances are you're going to be negative as well. If everybody's loving this thing, chances are it's going to influence your opinion. So I always try to play the game first. And in both cases, I played the game, had my impressions, then I wanted to see, am I the only one seeing what's wrong here? And clearly, in both cases, I was not. I am very surprised Bethesda's kicking Doom out the door uh, on the 13th in the shape that it's in. But then again, the way the game is designed, they would have to take it back to formula to get it to change to make it actual Doom. Right. And they're not going to do it. I mean, and, and, and nor should they at this point. They've invested so much time and money into it. It's just very tone deaf to me. Because a lot of people are saying the same thing. Wait a minute. Why the hell would I play Doom when I can go play Halo or Call of Duty, etc.? Why am I trying to get pieces and parts of these different games to play? I I don't want to. All you give me is fast respawn. That's the only difference between the games. Scrub says a bunch of characters aren't balanced yet. Uh, the levels are exactly like Team Fortress 2. Of course, because you know, there's not going to be a huge thing. Epic Lurker says, uh, Total Biscuit has made a video comparing Battleborn and Overwatch and explaining the differences. You know what? Star Citizen gives me some interest, but having tried it out during the free alpha a few weeks ago, I mean, it it just didn't make any sense. There was no tutorial. There was no explanation. It was just, you couldn't do anything. And, and again, a lot of people saying the same thing. You offer a free alpha, but none of us know what the hell we're doing. So, I mean, it's a game by a creator who made another game way back in the day that I happen to like. Uh, I would, I am keeping an eye on Star Citizen, very interested, but it's very expensive because you have to buy all your ships. Like, if you want to fly the ship, it's like 40 bucks. So, wanna, I'm sorry? So, Scrub says, it looks like there's a small pool of awesome characters, a lot of OP matches or teams, you know, that are OP and then... Fifteen to twenty dollars, good, not sixty fucking dollars. Well, and Doom's the same thing. You can spend sixty bucks on a game that's basically just a carbon copy of three different ones. No, no, I'm not. And he released two maps for us to try. That's not much of a beta. I, again, there are some people out there who are going to like it. There's a lot of people that are saying this. Uh, the vast majority, look, they got they got lit up on the Steam forums. Really. Now, and again, keep that in mind. Forums are echo chambers. It only takes a few people to get the ball rolling. The problem is when people start pointing out, you know, this is glitchy, this doesn't make any sense, this is underpowered. You know, Baron and I had this conversation about Doom. He said the exact same thing I did. And I that was well after we'd both played it. Right. I, you, know, it, I, you know what? I wish there was. Dawn of War 3 looked fantastic, but it's a trailer. And I like the original Dawn of War 1. Dawn of War 2, mm, didn't care for it as much. A lot of us didn't. Dawn of War 3 looks amazing. 
Very interested. You know what? There's one coming out in two weeks. Uh, Warhammer, uh, Total War Warhammer, Creative Assembly. It's one I am cautiously optimistic because the last two games they released were pieces of shit. Right. The one before that, they eventually, I mean, it was a great concept. They didn't bother fixing it. Empire Total War, okay? Um, they released it, combat in the 1700s. American Revolution, that kind of thing. Great concept. A lot of factions. Lots going on. Buggy as hell. Rather than fix it, they simply said, well, when we release the expansion, Napoleon Total War, we'll get it all right then. We'll fix it then. And they did. Napoleon Total War was a far superior game to Empire. And we're talking maybe six-month difference between the two. But they both cost you 60 bucks to buy it. Rome Total War II, they brought out uh, a couple years later. So Bug- Shogun II and Rome Total War II were so god-awful and buggy that no one played them. You couldn't get the game going. And then when it finally did work, when they fixed memory loss and the graphic glitches and everything else, it was exceptionally uh, uh, unbalanced. And again, people stopped playing it. They kicked out some expansions. They were awful. Same deal. So I like Warhammer. I like some of the Total War games. Like their original four or five were great. But I'm not going to jump anymore. I'm right. not going to buy it at release. It's not for 60 bucks, especially. StarCraft II, same thing. I, I, I didn't like it. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a little bit more to talk about in about a month. Isn't E3 like mid-June? It's coming, yeah. What I'm looking forward to, uh, Valve is going to supposedly announce if these rumors for Left 4 Dead 3 are legit. I'm I'm a Left 4 Dead, for guy, uh, Left 4 Dead guy. I loved both of them. I would be stoked if they were doing it. Uh, the rumor is they gave up on uh, Half-Life 3 to focus on, not gave up on it, but put it on the shelf to, to work on Left 4 Dead 3. If it actually was ever under production. That's still we'll all rumored as well. Yeah. Forty dollars is the PC version. It's sixty bucks for the PS4 and Xbox One. Okay, why is it more? I'm curious as to why that is. It's because I can. I mean, it's not like you can't get a digital copy these days from anything. I mean, you can do that whether you got a console or a PC. What's the difference? I would like to know the rationals between, uh, other than maybe more people tend to buy the Blu-ray DVD, and that's just an extra cost with the packaging? It's actually a good point. I would think more hardcore people play on PC, and they'd be willing to pay the 60 but... Right. I, and I'm just, I, you know, again, I'm curious. Uh, especially since your PCs are far more powerful, you can usually, you know, eke out some more money on a game if it's going to be graphic or, or audio intense. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But, uh, you know, the weekend was in what it was. We did the Mother's Day thing, and that was all right. The weather's been nice. <laughs> Got my lawn mowed. <laughs> Always nice. productive on a weekend. Softball starts a week from yesterday. So we have a doubleheader next Saturday to start the season. I'm very looking forward to that. What uh, what position do you play? I play first base. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here we go again. Yeah. Your phone. Okay, but it's weird because there's nothing coming into the phone. Okay, it's clearly mine. The closer it gets to the microphone, the more it, it kind of fritzes up. But again, there's nothing incoming. Epic yeah, says it's likely to do with the console patching systems. Oh, so or, like that they can patch those games and add more content. They can't do it on PC? Can't add more content on PC? Well, I would think that would be easier to add it on PC than elsewhere. Well, it could be a console port to PC. Yeah, but again, I don't... I don't understand why that would be cheaper. I'm struggling the same way you are. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm sure there's some logic behind it. I'm sure there's some industry thing. I just don't know what that is. Unless it's 
And he says Origins Edition is for all three, and then the Standard Edition is for the PC only. So I guess in this case, is it's a stripped-down version only available for the computer. If you want to buy the console, yeah, you're fucked. you got to buy the whole thing. Maybe that's it. That's what I was going to ask you. Did you see Civil War? I absolutely loved it. And Did you? Okay. I can, I can tell you several reasons why, without spoilers, but I loved it. All right, without spoilers, go ahead, because I have not seen it. Probably won't see it until next week. First of all, all right, it is a two-and-a-half-hour movie, uh, but... That's you, what Gary, that's what uh, legal tenor was saying. If you go into it tired or groggy, you're not going to like it. It's a lot of story, but two things about it. First of all, I think that the storyline is very entertaining. As someone who was not um, quite hyper nerd enough in the comic book series to have read the, I, it, de- it definitely from what I gather is varies from the comic book Civil War storyline, but it is entertaining. The action scenes are insanely awesome to me because they're battling each other i thought they were creative and i always find it fascinating when they do that and you know you can't really have a clear-cut winner per se in those fights because of the hyper excitement for it's kind of the problem with wrestling you can't have two popular characters will ever have a clear-cut winner because right. then it just degrades that in the eyes of everybody else but they did a phenomenal job of kind of battling to draws throughout those fights i thought it was fun and i had to say this and maybe i'll get crucified for this and i'm all right with it as somebody who's you know a longtime Spider-Man guy, um, I like the new Spider-Man kid. I didn't like him when I saw a picture of him. When I saw him on screen and and the way he was acting, I, I thought it was I, all CGI. The Spider-Man that was on there was just his voice. Well, it's the the guy Peter Parker, he uh, the kid who's playing him, right? Tom when Holland, not, I think. So. When, yeah, he. I think he embodies, and so. He's young. Uh, Tobey Maguire selling him as high school student. This kid is a high school student. Like he's young. You can buy it, and he really did a great job with his dialogue while he was fighting. Because he, like Iron Man, Robert Downey is is a, he's really witty and sharp. Right. But Spider Man is supposed to be more like wonderment, you know? Like he's while he's fighting, he like can't believe the shit that he's seeing. And they did a great job of doing that with him. I I really love the movie overall. All right. Well, I've not heard one bad review. I know Baron was saying that he thought they gave more screen time to uh, the Tony Stark character than they did Captain America, considering it was his movie. It was a lot of him, but I thought it was pretty well balanced. Speaking of which, Legal Tender told me to say you can go fuck yourself, you and Baron, because you're wrong. He, being the biggest Star Wars nerd I know, said you're both fucking wrong. It was a shot-for-shot remake of The New Hope. He doesn't know how you could possibly say otherwise when every single theme is the exact same. Oh, so he has an opinion as well. Okay, I, I thought I didn't know we were all entitled. I didn't know we were all entitled to an. Well, opinion. no, uh, we are enti- entitled to our opinion because we're correct. Right. Okay. Yours is not. Ours right. is based I, I forgot facts, the way that not worked. In, not in fantasy land. So yeah, just just pass that along. And yeah, keep, I, I told keep them bringing up your people and you line them up. All the other people that you talked to this week, air quotes. Keep bringing them up. Wow. All right. Maybe I should call them, put them on speakerphone. You know Can what? You I that? would if it wasn't Fritz out the <laughs> microphone. I told him he used to come in and sit in on the show, and he, he's willing to do that sometime, but he's way the hell out on the east side. He's out in Willoughby, so not easy for him to get here. I'm like, you know what? Everybody I have is on the east side. Bass on the east side. You're now in Akron. Lulu was on east side until just recently. Now she's here. I'm like, you can make the trip. Var used to come out from friggin' Cuyahoga Falls. All right, folks, we're about an hour into this thing. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we do have the articles to get to. I do have a kick to the curb. Maybe we'll find a game that I actually am positive towards. I am looking at that Total War game. We'll see. A lot of people I know are are keeping an eye on it. But again, you know what? When you've been burned once or twice, that's enough, man. Give us Especially some hope, damn it. 
I like hearing you rip games apart, but it, you know, it'd be nice to know that there's <laughs> some right. hope. It's hard for me to get you know those those future interviews I talk about wanting to do if you know I just wave two middle fingers at.
Warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. This is Invicta 1G of SS Radio, and you are listening to the Emperor on the Emperor's Court. He's back with the fire, and everybody's going to burn. Although I like using the same four rejoiners every single show or every other show, I, I do need to get a few new ones. Uh, a lot of the ones I had, I, for obvious reasons, I can't use anymore, but I really got to you know, do that. I haven't had a chance. I haven't really thought about it. There's a lot of post-production stuff that I wanted to do that I, I haven't gotten around to actually, you know, as we were discussing off the air, creatively come, you know, accomplishing for a variety of reasons. Anyways, folks, you're back here in the Emperor's Court here on AlphaGeekRadio.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Hawkeye. Yep. With Lulu and Bast having the evening off. It is a two-man crew of our four-man panel. That uh, Dragon Force song always brings back slightly negative memories. I like it, but it, it's the one song I couldn't beat an expert in Guitar Hero. <laughs> the one song. That's actually how I came to know uh, Dragon Force. I, I had never heard of it until I saw a buddy of mine playing it on Guitar Hero one time, and he got through most of it. And like... It's a pretty good band. It's just four guys and guitars or something. So I, I honestly thought it was just kind of like sound edited. I didn't think it was, you know, anybody could actually, you know, you go that fast on a, pardon me. <coughs> oh, man. On a guitar. But apparently they can, from what I understand. Yeah, I was a little shocked that didn't hear more from them. I mean, they've probably done more stuff. I believe the lead mainstream. singer left. Oh, did he? Yeah, I, I, I believe they replaced him, although... Yeah, other than those two albums, I... He I, wasn't the one slaying it on guitar, though, to my knowledge. I thought it was the other dude. Uh, I cannot say. I I don't know. When does this Game of Thrones start soon and Kevin Love doesn't want to miss it? And so he, he cuts his... Wow. He actually cut the uh, press conference short so he wouldn't miss Game of Thrones. That's fair. <laughs> well, I suppose when you're a superstar basketball player, you can do that. <clears throat> Well, he hit like nine threes today or something. So, well, it's Go about it, time man. he started, you know, finding his his rhythm with this team. He's had a lot of boards. He just his yep. shot had been off a little bit. Right, answer me this, and then we'll get into some of the articles. Is Tristan Thompson worth the eighty million dollars right now? Him? Yes, now, he so? what, he's not up until. Did you watch the last part of that game? That clutch block. He is. So we're paying eighty million dollars for half of one game. Uh, no, we're paying him eighty million dollars to win a championship because when it gets down. At, when you're playing like Golden State and you have Green and shit like that, he is the guy. He is the one guy on that team that can go toe to toe with him physically. He damn well better. I he, mean, that's a max contract for. for a guy who can't score, can't you know, hasn't done anything but pull down boards. We got plenty of guys who could do that. Well, the only reason he got that money was because LeBron demanded, it. and the only reason LeBron yeah, demanded it is because LeBron knows he has a higher basketball IQ than anybody ever. He knows. That, that that what Tristan brings, and that's what he brings right now. No, I thought it had more to do with the fact that they both share the same age, which happens to be uh, LeBron James's childhood buddy. Listen, LeBron has had more than one guy who had the same agent. He fought tooth and nail for this guy because of what he does in the playoffs. And that's all LeBron cares about. But well, I guess we'll find out. Uh, this is from Tech Raptor, uh, and I saw this actually. It was put up earlier today. Actually, I thought Octail said he did it late last night, but he's in Norway, so I'm sure this was. I don't know, there's some kind of weird time shift there. At any rate, uh, Octail, a writer for Tick Raptor, as well as a content provider for this show, uh, he's the one who does all the you've been told that you hear weekly, except for this week. Uh, there is not one, probably because he was doing this article for TechRaptor.net. 
Uh, Kickraptor, Blizzard clarifies position on legacy World of Warcraft servers. Now, before we begin, I believe this is some tongue-in-cheek type stuff. That's something you do, too, is write articles for, uh, you know, uh, online magazine of some kind, IGN or Ars Technical or whatever. Yeah, that's what I meant by freelance. Yeah, like freelance writing, like you just have different websites that would pay you for content. But again, you kind of kind of show your work a little bit. Blizzard president, you know what? Maybe you could do that for our patrons. That'd be yeah. nice to put up something like that. Before I uh, am bold enough for them to donate money for that, I'd have to prove that I'm good at it. But I mean, they're already good idea for the They're already donating money, so might as well just put up <laughs> something now for them to... Look at it this way. They can say, hey, we got to see a Hawkeye original before it became famous. It only costs a low, low dollar of, or a low, low price of like a dollar a month. They'll roast it and destroy me now and then later be like, I loved it since the beginning. <laughs> I, I have hit, the I original. I took a screenshot of it. They'll hate me forever. Blizzard President Mike Morhaime, in an exclusive interview with TechRaptor, clarified the position of both the World of Warcraft development team as well as the entire Blizzard Enterprise by stating gamers think they want fun games, but they actually don't. Now, I will stop here and say that this is kind of a play on words because one of the bigwigs at Blizzard had once told people when they asked, saying we would like the original WoW servers back, to actually play Vanilla WoW, he said, you think you want to play that game, but you don't. Trust me, you don't. You only think you do. No, bootlick. I know exactly what I want to play and what I don't. If you listen to the show, you're very aware, to our yeah, to Hawkeye's point a few minutes ago, of games I don't want to play. I might actually consider playing the original World of Warcraft again. The thing of it is, I don't have to race to 60, because it's not like it's going to you know progress from that point on. I got plenty of time. But I continue. Legacy servers in World of Warcraft have been a topic of much debate in recent weeks due to the Blizzard sending a cease and desist notice. The administrators of the Nostal... I had a problem with this too the first time. Nostalrius server, as well as Nostalrius' hosting company. The closure uh, has sparked a heated debate among WoW-related communities across the internet, with battle lines being very distinctly drawn in support of or in opposition to servers from the far past of World of Warcraft. Yes, I see it. The Ultima Line Second Age crew. No fucks given. Got it. Moving on. J. Allen Brack even weighed in the top... Uh, Let's try that again. Weighed in on the topic of legacy WoW servers, as well as, quote, pristine WoW servers, stating the following, quote, We have been discussing classic servers for years. It's a topic every BlizzCon and especially over the past few weeks. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, the server they shut down had a playing population active of 150,000 players and a total population of 800,000. Let that sink in. These are people who are not paying Blizzard to play their current iteration of the game because it's so far removed from what the game started off originally, myself included. I continue. Quote, from active internal team discussions to after-hours meetings with leadership, this subject has been highly debated. Some of our current thoughts. Why not just let Nostarius continue the way it was? The honest answer is, the failure to protect against intellectual property infringement would damage Blizzard's rights. This applies to anything that uses World of Warcraft's intellectual property, including unofficial servers. And while we're looked, uh, locked in, or sorry, looked into the possibility... There's not a clear legal path to protect Blizzard's intellectual property and grant an operating license to a private server. 
We explored options for developing classic servers, and none could be executed without great difficulty. I'm going to call bullshit on that one. If we could push a button and all of this would be created, we would. However, there are tremendous operational challenges to integrating classic servers, not to mention the ongoing support of multiple live versions for every aspect of World of Warcraft. In addition to the above statement, both Blizzard and the administrators of Nostarius announced there would be discussions between the two groups about the possibility of creating legacy servers. The meetings have been a source of cautious optimism across the Internet. Blizzard's top executive, far less positive about the idea. When asked about the possibility of legacy or pristine servers, Warham had this to say, quote, fuck all of them, unquote. I'm paraphrasing. That petition that Kern got involved with made it to 250,000 signatures or something. I bet a lot of people who sign it think legacy servers will be fun. These gamers, they think they want fun, but they really don't. Seriously, name the last one of our games that was fun. These gamers seriously thought that uh, that line from the bracket or, or Brack, whatever, at BlizzCon was just a smug throwaway line to, to uh, deflect discussion away from gamers' criticism of the WoW team's assembly line of inexpensive, mediocre content? We've been living gamers think they want fun as part of our culture since 2009, or earlier, really. Look at our enterprise. We transitioned WoW from a video game into into feel-good engine for bad players with Wrath of the Lich King. We tried to make an ARPG and uh, extortion racket. Our uh, collectible card game is to feature incomplete, is so incomplete... It can barely be called one, and our, our RTS is less a video game and more sports entertainment. We even bought the Sports Entertainment League to add the appearance of legitimacy to what we're doing for StarCraft 2, just to mess with those gamers. Overwatch is a soulless copy of a game from Gearbox. Our MOBA is League of Legends for those gamers dumb enough to get taken in by our characters instead of good matchmaking and gameplay. <laughs> Who's saying? Who was the quote? Who's this quote from? It's a fake quote oh. being uh, attributed to the president of Blizzard because oh. he's being brutally honest about Blizzard's actual. I games. was like, Jesus, this can't be right. No, this is Octale writing it. This is hilarious. Oh, that is funny. And across our enterprise, we've gone to impossible lengths to better, uh, to better, to better deal these. I, I don't like the way they this. It's very difficult to read. Oh, there's a way to blow that up. Uh, who just wanted? I'm saying this on a 70 inch TV. Who just want to play our games, do a little work, clear the content, and enjoy the rewards. To Twitch streamers, pro gamers, anti-social preteens, and scrubs. Why do you think every decent Hearthstone deck is actually a degenerate archetype tucked behind a paywall? Why do, th- why do seasons exist in Diablo 3? Why are we jamming max levels down every new character's throat in World of Warcraft? Why do we resist legacy servers with everything we have? Why do we make the StarCraft II campaigns barely memorable enough to play through once? Looking for Raid, Heirlooms, Next Ramus 2.0, Hunters rolling on melee weapons, Warlords of Draenor. Do you see any gamer giving a shit about any of this? I certainly don't. In spite of it all, these gamers are lining up for the scraps from our creative table, and we're going to keep feeding them before breaking their backs. You're an intellectual gamer. Let me ask you this if you were me. And these gamers were all foolish enough to buy your products, even though you've been uh, planning it in those... Uh, <clears throat> phoning it in. You've been phoning in those products for years. Why would you ever give A-level effort when a solid C means profit? 
Our bottom line says gamers don't care if we phone in a game or not. The smug throwaway comment Morhaim is referring to is a comment made by J. Allen Brack at BlizzCon 2013. When asked the World of Warcraft team was thinking about having servers for previous expansions, Brack responded by saying gamers think they want legacy servers, but they don't. And then there's a video of the actual, uh, his actual comment. The two statements from Brack and Morhaim further muddy the already less than clear water on whether or not Blizzard will consider undertaking the technical challenges, bullshit, and resource costs associated with opening World of Warcraft servers set in the far-flung past of WoW's storyline. Truly, it's a confusing time to be a gamer and a fan of Blizzard. Okay. Uh, all jokes aside, couple comments on this. It is satire. A link. It is. Having said that, and the UO crowd still no fuck given. <laughs> this is not going to happen. Um, if they were actually interested in bringing back wild vanilla servers, they would have done that years ago. My guess is this. When the game is done, and I'm talking even worse off than it is now, when we're talking the last million players are still around or still paying for this thing. And understand, people will always be customers of World of Warcraft because there's enough people out there who need to justify all the time they spent in there to build their characters up that they will continue to pay that $15 a month so they can log in, do absolutely nothing, and log out. When the game is getting ready to be turned off, or when they've announced that there are no longer going to be any more expansions, then you may see them go back to a vanilla server and reboot it back to the way it once was, when the game first came out. But you know what, there's a lot of people that say, the only reason that, and we're kind of looking at this through rose-colored glasses, and I know this is a discussion we've had here for games we liked in our past, you know, I still carry a, a a torch for the original Quake. You know, and you know Warcraft Two and all those are Warcraft Three games I played played years ago because I believe they are far superior to games today. And there's some legitimacy to the criticism saying, "Well, you're looking at that because at the time you played that was the first time you ever experienced it. You were going through the world for the first time. You were seeing all the new experiences, all the new uh, uh, bosses, and all the new uh, events and all the new dungeons for the first time." So it was a sense of wonderment because it's something you'd never experienced before and it was great. And as time went on with each new expansion, those less and less of that because you can only you know go back to the same well so often. Now the game can fundamentally change the way it's played, but the way it looks, the way it feels, the storyline eventually starts to repeat itself or at least enough that you're enough of a veteran that nothing throws you anymore. You're not really sucked into the world anymore. It's just a game as opposed to suspending your belief for a while. You know, being, you know, brought into, you know, their fantasy world as a whole. And and I think there is something to that. Well, I It's like saying you can't go home again. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think from their perspective, maybe what he meant by you think you want that but you don't is more like you'll play it for a day or two, get your nostalgia fix, but you're not going to grind it the way you would new content and but the what my issue is and that's a very good point that's very possible but but my issue is blanket comments so when he says it would be i can't take you seriously if your response is it would be extremely quote extremely difficult what is extremely difficult if you told me what that was then i might be like all right yeah fuck that's a lot of resources that's probably not going to pay off for you but if you just say it's going to be extremely difficult and you blow past it i can't take you seriously 15 years ago you could come out and say that and people would take it at face value nowadays 
even you know your most rudimentary gamer at least has a fundamental knowledge of what goes into gaming, either the production, the coding, etc. This is a game that you've already built. It's already been developed 12 years of the past. You're not going to convince me that you don't have that saved somewhere. Because right. you would need to go back for the source code at some point. There's no reason why you couldn't... I mean, it's not like you're building it from scratch. It's already there. Right. Put in the game. Start it. Start patching it up. Could Put a couple servers out there. Nothing says they have to you know, buy an entire cluster. Put out 10 servers, then complain when they're not full. Put out two. See what happens. So I'll give you the console fag example that I think of because I'm a Pokemon guy. So I sometimes get this craving to play the original Red and Blue. I'll pop it in. I'll turn it on. I'll get two badges and I'm done. They do, I, you know, yellow. There's so move. many add-ons in the new generation that you think you don't realize you're going to miss until you go back. Now, I don't, I'm not a wow head, so I'm not sure if that's the case. Like, but I feel like it's the I same think it thing. Applies to, I think it applies to anything. Really. You, you go back, you get your nostalgia fix, and then it's like, man, I miss X, Y, and Z that's come out in future generations. So I, you know, I think that's really the heart of it. How much are you really going to play it? Well, I mean, I, I use Ultima Online as an example. Um, and you know what? A lot of the people, the people that are listening in the UO Second Age uh, IRC, can comment on this if they want. And that is this: I got nostalgia for Ultima Online. I've done it a couple times, where you know I'm playing a game, kind of like. Now, see, I can't hear my own. Damn it! Just on the fly there. Okay, where I'm playing a game, and I start to think, God, you know, this is a pussified version of what Ultima Line used to be, where no rules, anything goes. You know, the crafting system's fantastic. It's, you know, combat, you know, taking people's stuff. I didn't go back and I play that for four or five, six months. I'll get my fix. I've, you know, kept my characters. I've been playing it a little bit lately. I've, I've last three weeks I've slacked off because I haven't been playing much of anything, really, um, other than those two games that I've recently picked up. You know what? And I may get that fix after four or five, six months, and that's enough that I stop. Maybe there's something that keeps me going. In this case, in you know, for Ultima Online, it's the community. But you know what? That's six months of play that if this was a Blizzard server, that's six months of revenue they just got from me that they, they wouldn't have had. I have not played a Blizzard World of Warcraft game since, what, 2007? 2006? Right. And I have no intention of ever playing again because the game isn't what I enjoyed. I liked the original. That's what I played. That's not the game anymore, and I don't. I have no interest in playing from the ground up through five expansions of shit to get there. So, right. So, quote... And, and, you know what? There's no... I, I, one more thing. I, I, I hate to interrupt. The last three or four expansions, they've been to the game where, especially if you were coming into it late, you can skip over 90% of the content to level up your character so you can go on to the newest stuff. So it's not like you're even working your way through the worlds. You're not anymore. You're skipping all of it. Right. Well, that to me, then, quote, great difficulty means the that the ends don't justify the means. Six months of, you know, playtime doesn't they're going to have to spend more than it's going to be worth to do that. That's the, they keep quoting this intellectual property bullshit. I don't buy yeah. that. I don't buy that as the reason. I I'm, buy the great difficulty, whatever that means, is the heart of it, and it's got to be profit, right? What else would be so greatly difficult for them? Other than the fact that they just don't want to do it. Right. All right, so let's say on that one server, that uh, Nestrella server, this was 150,000 active players, okay, that had played for more than four months. Now, I'm curious, if they were paying the $15 a month they should have been, that's $2.2 million a month. Now, if each player had played at least three months, 
That means you're making six and three quarters million dollars for three months of play. You're going to tell me it costs that much to put a server up of a game you developed 10 years ago? Bullshit. You're paying your programmer 60000 at that. I remember it because that was a big problem they had trying to retain people. They're leaving left and right back in the original one. So if it's not money, there's only one other thing in the they video game world. There's only one other thing in the video game world that would drive them, and it's, yeah, or, cre- right, it's not creative. They're not getting a creative joy out of it, which is they don't want to do it. So it's one of those two. So that means they want to do pursue other passions, not that. that. You're right. That has to be what it is. They're more likely to have people, a couple million people, buy their new expansion, like Legion's coming up, I believe, in August. All right? That'll get two, three million people to buy it. Okay, it's 60 bucks a pop versus 150 to 200,000 people. Now, granted, those are people that are playing on a free server. It was a hacked server. I mean, they, they, they got the source code. They made it themselves, and they just emulated what it was originally. My guess is it would be far bigger than that if it was actually a Blizzard-run server or servers because they'd have the promotion and the word right. about it and the hype, everything else. Do Is the amount of money they get for this brand-new product probably higher? Sure, but I got to imagine it's a hell of a lot more work to create something from nothing, a new expansion, as opposed to rebooting something you've already created and it's sitting on a right. drive somewhere in a save state. Well, to to what you're saying and to piggyback off of Epic Lurker, he says, you know, when has anything ever been easy that involves lawyers? So, but if you think about it, that comment, that great difficulty comment is really just a dick slap in the face of gamers because maybe it's difficult but if it's what they want you do it you right. make it happen but to me that's just a slap in the face they're falafeling you they're you know for 20 years fuck you it's too difficult we don't want to do it for you 20 years squaresoft or square enix now said they would never ever remake final fantasy 7 they didn't care that that's all anybody ever talked about or wanted and they kept on saying nah you don't need it nah you don't want it you we're going to keep making new final fantasies that you're going to want and after every individual Final Fantasy came out, we said, eh, fuck that. We want a remake of the of Final Fantasy VII, the one that brought a lot of people into the franchise. An updated version. And now they're finally doing so it. So what makes the company ultimately do it? For Square? Money. Because Final Fantasy XIII did not do as well as they did. So hoped. they don't need Final the Fantasy money. Thir- they do. Desperately. That's why Blizzard? they're doing seven. Oh, Blizzard? Yeah, yeah, Blizzard, so, they don't so, give a shit. They got Overwatch. So, they don't so, even give a fuck about Heroes of the Storm. So that's what it boils down to. They don't need the money n- enough to justify Correct. them doing something they don't want to do. World of Warcraft is on the decline. and it, it, Star has been falling for a while. And that's fine. I mean, it, look, everything does. There is a, a infinite you know time for everything. What's that line in Fight Club? You know, On a long enough timeline, everybody's uh, survivability goes to zero. Eh, World of Warcraft, the same thing. Eventually, you're going to pass the point where it's no longer going to be profitable to keep running. I get that. And that's what I'm saying. That's when you'll start seeing legacy servers See, because I, they've got it, and they'll keep squeezing that uh, you know blood from the stone as much as they can. Maybe it's my uh, <clears throat> my affinity for shit talk and people who shit talk me, but I honestly would have respected them so much more if they said what they really did say without saying it, which is, you know, honestly, we could do it, but we don't really need the money enough to do it, so we're going to do stuff we want to do. I would have actually respected Instead them personally if they said, said that. Right. A great difficulty. Fuck you. You could do it. You just don't need to. Just say that. And just write it off. Say, you're right. If they come out and say, you know what? We don't care. We'd rather make new games than bother going back to our past. I'd be like, Fuck. Square tried that. Honest. But the difference was Square never recaptured their success of Tactics and 7 and Final Fantasy X from that point on, diminishing returns. Okay? Blizzard doesn't have that. Because Overwatch is going to be huge. Right. All right? Here's a storm. All right? Didn't pan out. Fine. At least so far. still bringing in MGC money. Sure. 
Sure. StarCraft 2, still popular. Yeah, I mean, relatively speaking, they're still making money off of it. Epic says, if you make vanilla, then what excuse do you have not to make the Burning Crusade and Wrath servers? You know what? Then put it in a, I would be fine with the Burning Crusade, the very first expansion, because at least the game was still the same. Things got really wacky after that. But you're right. At what point do you cap that? Maybe you put up a legacy server for each individual expansion. That's fine. Again, this is content they've already made. They've got it saved and patched. They've already figured out all the wrinkles. It shouldn't take a full production team to get it working. It it just shouldn't. But I think to be condescendingly say that at BlizzCon and then keep running it out there saying, you think you do, but you don't. Trust me, we know better than you. Catch us when we're on the verge of Chapter 13. Then maybe we'll consider it. Fuck you. They've made so much money off of World of Warcraft. I mean, they've got, they really have fuck you money. They do. And you're right. And that's really what it comes down to is they don't have to. Right. And, of course, this being a blizzard, they've never really been 100% honest with anybody. And you know what? I think a lot of to companies are not most people don't. play it close to their best. Right. At least in this case, it would have been better if they just came out and said, it's just not worth it to us. We don't care. We'd rather make new stuff than go back. That really extends everything in life, though. You, when your girl leaves you, she doesn't say, you know, I fucked another guy and the guilt is killing me. It's like, you know, I think we're growing apart. Sometimes no one ever do. really just comes out and says what it is. It's not you. It's me. So I kind of get that, but I would just respect them more if they said it, but that's just me. IdentityCentral.com. This is interesting. Uh, since uh, this kind of applies to what you were doing earlier with your job, why don't you go ahead and read this one? Uh, f- uh, <laughs> Frenchman <laughs> sues former employer because his job was so boring it made him depressed. Did you pull this up while I was taking a piss earlier? No, this is one of the three I pulled up to start with. Really? While most employees complain of being overburdened at work, one Frenchman is suing his former employer for not giving him enough to do. According to <laughs> Frederick Desnard, his job as a manager at perfume company Inner Perfumes, well, he's a guy working at a perfume store, That's he fucked up there, had him suffer a bore out, quote, bore out, between the years of 2010-2014. He is now seeking... 360,000 euros or approximately 400K in compensation and damages. <laughs> Desnard told Agence Francais Presse that during his stint with the company, he was given tasks that had nothing to do with his original responsibilities, leaving him, quote, destroyed and, quote, <laughs> with serious depression. Go get me coffee. No! Sniff this scent, bitch. He claimed that the <laughs> lack of stimulation at work even triggered an <laughs> epileptic fit. One time while he was driving. <laughs> Fucking work. He's like waking out in his car. <laughs> what an idiot. He was then signed off work for seven months, and the company later used his prolonged absence that disturbed the smooth working as an excuse to fire him in September 2014. Quote, I went into depression, he said. I was ashamed to be paid to do nothing. I was ashamed to be paid to do nothing. Isn't that the dream of most people? The worst part of it was denying this suffering. Or Look at his I picture. F- Look at his picture. He looks all hunched over like he's genuinely defeated. He really sold that. <laughs> but <laughs> Inner Perfumes lawyer Jean-Philippe Belenlesson pointed out that serious inconsistencies in Desnard's claims, adding that he had never complained of boredom during his time at the company, he had only complained of burnout, following which he went on a sick leave. If he had nothing to do for four years, why did the company keep him on? 
he questioned. And if he actually had nothing to do over those years, why didn't he mention it? These are valid points. Owing the lack of oh, owing to the lack of evidence to prove that Disnarb's job ruined his health, a court actually ordered him to pay his former employer a thousand euros for defamation. <laughs> Ouch. In the the end of last year. But he came back with a stronger appeal this time, seeking a whopping 360,000 euros compensation, including holiday pay and missing out on a potential promotion. At this point, I'm going to be a little pissed off if he got it. Well, it is Europe. The lawsuit specifically mentions the term bore out, which is not recognized by French law. <laughs> what, <the fuck? laughs> what is it recognized by? I don't know what the fuck that means. But according to uh, labor law specialist Sylvania Neal, France's higher courts have recognized 244 cases in which employees were intentionally sidelined. This is apparently uh, tantamount to moral harassment. So Desnard might just have a fighting chance at winning the compensation he seeks. Well, I, I, I give him credit for having the balls to at least try it. My guess is he got fired. He waited until his unemployment, whatever the French version that ran out. It's like, all right, shit. I got to do something for money. I don't want to work. I'm going to sue. Am I a little jealous? Maybe I should have tried that. Like, he really went, he, if what I hey, did was ballsy, got a chance. what he did was like, you know, full balls of the walls, man. He genuinely, like, went for the fences. Because if he loses I, I this, think he's going to lose a shit ton of money. I think you'd be able to find a, a, a lawyer that would be willing to take that case. Think about it. You'd be a trailblazer for all those people who've passed out of their desk from boredom. <laughs> Epic. The, the amount of keyboard injuries alone would be worth millions. Epic Lurker, I'm bored with this show. I shall sue him for 500K. <laughs> That's fair. Maybe just meant 500 kilobytes. In which case, I'll just send you a long sentence <laughs> that says, fuck off. <laughs> wow. 500 characters. I, I, all right. And you know what? I guess that's still You know, pending. you got to give the French credit. They don't fight very often, but when they do go to war, they choose them carefully. That's And they are profitable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did like the fact that he had to pay back 1,000 euros, though. Yeah, but fuck if he wins 360. And I was just how do you have the balls way. to appeal that, though? I mean, how do you double down? Like, oh, I got nothing else to lose. <laughs> well, I think you have no choice Why but not? to double down in that yeah, situation. I you guess. have to. <laughs> if you're going to start that in the first place. Um, now, I did mention this earlier. Uh, this came out earlier in the week, actually, uh, which is Warhammer 40K Dawn of War 3 is real and in development by at Relic. Now, obviously, you can get the story anywhere. Ars Technica has it here. And I saw the trailer, and the trailer was... Re- I tell you what they need to do. It's Games Workshop needs to pull their big boy pants up, put some money and act into it, and actually make a good, legitimate movie. Not that piece of shit they just let off, you know, let out a few years ago at Steaming Pile. I'm talking one that's kind of like the trailer. And I'm going to go ahead and play this while I'm go, you know, talking about this. But it, it was an actual, absolutely amazing trailer. You know, if you go look at the, the uh, um, Dawn of War 2 trailer, just fantastic. As far as, you know, the, the, the CGI and the graphics and the sound and everything else. And these are the things that I'd like to see done as far as a movie goes. Everybody talks about, oh, what about the World of Warcraft movie? Yeah, I don't care. I'm not going to see it. I, I No. <laughs> the new trailer was horrible, by the way. Oh, they have a new trailer out? Well, I saw a trailer actually when I was watching the Cavs game, and it was not very good, in my opinion. All right, so, I mean, it starts off where this is cloud, and you hear some chick talking, which I'm assuming is an Eldar, and you're looking at a mountain with some clouds. And Relic is doing this, which has actually had some pretty good success making Dawn of War games and other stuff before. So I'm willing to, to you know, 
give it a shot, and then you see a bunch of Blood Ravens' corpses just being dropped on the pile of bodies. And you, Space Marine's looking up, and he's like, he's all mad and scarred, and looking at a visage of, I'm assuming, the Emperor. Well, you know, it can't be, because, oh, well, maybe, that's not, that's not the eight-point star. Yeah, and there was a bunch of salt marines from Blood Ravens. Anyways, there's some weird chick, you know, talking over it as this, you know, giant sandstorm comes up and it's starting to blow away the space marines. It just looks cool. Now, people, a lot of people lost interest with Dawn of War 2 because it was so much different than your normal traditional RTS, where you had squads that you, you know, would pay for, were sent down, here comes a bunch of orcs, and but you didn't really build any bases, there was none of that, you know, infrastructure, there was no economy, nothing like that. So I mean, it's it's pretty gory, it's bloody. There's a lot of you know orcs walking around and beating the hell out of stuff, and this is kind of what you expect. This is what we want. All right, so we okay. There's some Eldar chick. Yeah, if you haven't seen the trailer, it's actually kind of worth it to watch. I don't even know if the audio is playing over. This probably doesn't have to, but I'm talking over it. All right, so here come the Eldar sword maidens. There's a Gretchen, they come out of the, you know, oh, here comes some assault marines. Here comes some orcs. So they're pretty much just giving us the red meat that we desire as Warhammer 40k fans. Eternal Crusade is still under uh, development, so that's not coming out soon. Then there's this. And then you see the Avatar of Cain, which is, I'm guessing there's going to be Titans in this game because that is an Eldar Titan. And they just got shot in the back and turn around and it's, you know, it's a war, it's a, a space marine titan, well, sorry, it's a titan, and it looks like a warhound titan, you know, the uh, titan legions, the mechanicus. So it, you know, warhound comes up and guts this Eldar in half. It's just a badass trailer. But I'm tired of, of games like this that gives you this awesome two or three minutes of video that's supposed to represent the game, and nine times out of ten it has nothing to do with the actual gameplay. So there's just this mountain of corpses of orcs and Eldar and Space Marines. and One thing they don't show, they don't show any of the Traitor Legions. No Chaos Space Marines. Anyway, so <clears throat> here's the article. Seven years after the release of the classic real-time strategy game Warhammer 40K, Dawn of War 2, fans are finally getting a sequel. Now keep in mind, THQ was the one who'd done the first two and they went out of business. Uh, Warhammer 40K Dawn of War 3 is being developed by series veterans Relic Entertainment and published by Sega. Fingers crossed. The latter of which picked up the developer in the Warhammer 40K license for $26.5 million at auction following the collapse of former publisher THQ. Details on Dawn of War 3 are thin on the ground. There's no release date, not even a year. But Sega and Relic have dropped the CGI trailer, which shows Space Marines, Eldars, and Orcs in the heat of battle. Sega promises that Dawn of War 3 will combine the large-scale battles of Dawn of War with the in-depth customization of Dawn of War 2. Although, without any gameplay footage, fans still have to take the publisher's promises with a large grain of salt. Quote, Our biggest units ever? Check. Giant orbital lasers? Check. Base building, epic heroes, huge battles, it's all in there. Claim Relic's Stephen McDonald in a statement. 
While the Dawn of War 3 announcement comes as something of a surprise, particularly given the sheer length of time since the release of the last game, there have been hints that the game has been in development. In early 2015, Sega renewed its ownership of the DawnofWar3.com domain, which redirected to a blank website at the time. More recently, Relic released an update to Dawn of War 2 Retribution's Last Stand mode, a full five years since its release, which added the Necron Overlord as a playable character. Dawn of War 3 is the latest game to emerge from Sega since its decision to focus on PC and mobile games over its less successful console releases. The publisher also has the likes of Creative Assembly, creator of the Total War franchise under its belt, as well as Sports Interactive, creator of the hugely popular Football Manager series. Total Warhammer, incidentally, is due out on May 24th. I will say this. Sega's story is very interesting, how they went from riches to rags, now back to riches. I mean, they've basically added three and four very profitable, very well-known franchises under their banner. But the only thing I really ever know them for that I remember is it's always Sonic the Hedgehog. And you can only go to that well so many times. I mean, granted, it seems to work with, well with Nintendo and Mario, but still. Uh, Epic Lurker. It can't be as bad as Command & Conquer 4. I hope. <laughs> I hope. I never played Password Alert, so I don't know. I never gotten to CNC much. Don't have much opinion on the Dawn of War stuff. I do not. I've actually never played Dawn of War before in my life. It was a. It is a tabletop game using little, you know, miniatures, whole armies versus whole armies. Then it's they launched the Black Library about a decade ago. There's I don't know six, seven hundred books in the series, video games. There's a fantasy version, and then there's a space version. I don't give a shit about fantasy. I primarily I'm a big fan of the science fiction one, and it's it's a pretty in depth. Uh, universe. It's very, very dark, very depressing, very bloody. The you know the universe sucks. You know humanity's dying essentially. They can't. It's great to get into, but it's very, very large. I could be wrong about this, but I want to go out on a limb and say that Nintendo owns Sonic now. I'm like ninety five percent sure on that. I want to say they bought them out. I know Sonic is in Smash Brothers. Well, keep in mind, Sega became a third-party publisher. They don't. They haven't been putting out their own console for a while. Um, let's see. See, well, there you go. The exclusive deal to bring Sonic. Does it belong to them, or is it just one-time deal with an exclusive game? It's a deal to make three games. Uh, it's just a partnership for the few Sonic games to be exclusive. It's not a permanent thing. Okay, so uh, yeah, toying so, around with it, I guess. Right, well, I mean, who else is going to... I mean, is, you think Sony PlayStation or Xbox gives a fuck about uh, Sonic the Hedgehog? No. Right, so it's a kid's game, so it's going to come out for the Wii. Inked an exclusive deal to bring it to the Wii U. Okay. Right, so yeah, they, they still own the rights to it. I would be... I mean, it's their thing. When you think of, of Sega, you think of Sonic. Just like when you think of... Right, but I thought they were like in trouble and they sold it. I, oh, they weren't. I mean, they've been in trouble several times, but as far as I know, they always hold on to their mascot. I'm going to guess they still own. When you think Mortal of Nintendo, you think of Mario. Right? When you think of PlayStation, you think of. Oh, uh, fucking. Who's that big red dude? Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Yeah. Or fucking, yeah I can barely even think of it, guys. Well, it's not. Never got into that yeah, one. Yeah, it's not as big a thing. Uh, well, Sega's seeking a flagship series to compete with Nintendo's Mario with a character to replace Alex Kidd. Well, the. Actually, shit game, by the, the way. The first thing I think of when you say PlayStation is Final Fantasy. 
It's like the first yeah, thing yeah, that pops and, out of my head. Right, yeah. because they ditched Nintendo and went to the PlayStation when they first came out, and history was made. Yeah, Sega still owns Sonic. Correct. Sega's pretty smart then, and they're like wheeling and dealing, man. Sure. Sure, look, they know what their properties are. They know what they're worth. I, I take that back. They are now. They got into a plenty of trouble before. And again, that's why it's a it's a rich to rags to rich story because they were down and out for a while. The only other franchise <clears> I think of that like they own exclusively is Mortal Kombat, and I don't think that does that well. I mean, it has a cult following with the new games, but not like that much. I think Street Fighter is still bigger than two. Well, no, no doubt, I agree. And that wasn't wasn't always the case, but you know, Mortal Kombat got its thing going with the whole. I remember I was a kid when this happened, the whole controversy. Oh, there's blood in the game in the Japanese version or whatever, so they had to color it to make it look like vomit in the American release. I actually think the Soul Calibur is bigger than both at this point. Soul I Calibur? I think that it has more of a following for like hardcore fighters. Although, I, I don't know that there's like a huge base for those type of games right now. Oh, there, there is. Is there? there oh, fighting games is a huge following, absolutely. Yeah. Well, especially now that you can play them online. I just don't hear them talked about a lot. Well, I guess it depends on the circles you follow, but yeah, I, I, I do know that it has. A, I don't know if we're talking, you know, the same as like League of Legends with. So what's like the biggest League of Legends? Okay, MOBAs right now are, are the biggest by far. League of Legends, they think they said during the championship series a couple of years ago, they had thirty-eight million viewers. Yeah, they have a hundred some thousand player hundred. I'm sorry, a hundred million players worldwide. Um, Dota two, is one of the biggest. Um, and if we're talking genre of games, again, the 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 massive online battle arena, Dota Two, Smite, Heroes of New Earth, Heroes of the Wait, Storm. Th- we're talking about like like straight two D fighting games, right? Oh, like, t- no, no, no. Uh, that's what I was talking about. Oh, like, I thought you meant the biggest game. Oh, no, style, no. no. I'm talking okay. about like of those. So you got like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, hmm. Tekken, Soul Calibur, Dead or Alive. Like, what is the if you're talking at arena. Like, what are people playing? Let's see. What is the most popular fighting game? Killer Instinct. Forgot about Killer Instinct. That's uh, a fighting game statistics uh, from uh, EventHubs.com. Oh, I was right. Soul, Soul Calibur Five with 2,079 players. Marvel vs. Capcom Two at 1,900. Street Fighter Five at eight. 1892, Mortal Kombat 10 at 1755. Yeah. But I don't know what this oh, comes Oh, that's 15, from. 16, 17. Why would they be showing the bottom? I don't know. Let's see. Um, fighting game stats. Ultimate Street Fighter. Yeah, I was right. One. Okay, Street Fighter is number one. Ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3. Street Fighter X Tekken. Ooh, Smash Brothers getting in the top five. Okay. Yeah, Street Fighter 3, Third Strike. Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Injustice Gods Among Us, Super Smash Brothers Melee, Skullgirls 2 Encore, I'm sorry, second Encore, and then, and it just then a kinda, bunch of shit yeah. that nobody cares about. Um, interesting, though, that, I mean, it shows the leaderboards, but it's does it show a population? They started that at 15 on this. So, Ultra, yeah, no kidding. Ultra Street Fighter 4 has a total player population, at least according to EventHubs.com, and I don't know what they are or where they get their stats from. So, again, take this simply as me reading it off of Google. It is 13,556 players. They actually put Ryu in uh, Smash Brothers, weirdly enough. They put everybody. I, I think they were putting Cloud in Smash they Brothers. They did. He's in there. He fairly recently added. Very I, popular, I, I think, was, right now. 
surprised to hear that. Yeah. They um, have Fire Emblem characters in there, a good amount of them, actually. You know what? I, I like Fire Emblem because it was very similar to another series of games I liked. Um, But I never got into it. I only you know played a couple of games. Shit, they had Snake in for a while. He didn't make it to the new one, but... Uh, video game in the world. Oof. Now, this is going to be interesting how they do that because it's going to show <laughs> <Wii> you... Sports. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but you got the game with every purchase of a Wii. And just for... He Googled what is the most popular video game in the world. First okay. hit, Wii Sports. Oh yeah, it's got the most sold ever because you got one with the th- with the console. Um, let's see, most played. No, most popular top ten most popular online games in the world. This is November seventh of two thousand fifteen, so it is relatively recent. Yeah, League of Legends is number one. Uh, about twenty one percent of all online players play League of Legends. So that should give you an idea. It's pretty impressive. World of Warcraft is number two. Dota 2 is number three. So your top three, two of them are MOBAs. Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, not surprising. Diablo 3. Smite, another MOBA. So again, your top five, you got three of the top five. I heard a lot about Smite recently. Yeah. Uh, Minecraft, World of Tanks, kind of dabbled in that. Blizzard's got three titles in the top ten. Very interesting. But yeah. And that's, yeah, League of Legends is is massive. I wish the hell we can get away from this. I don't know how to close the advertisement. Probably on the top. No. Huh. I just want to read what it says. Uh, Riot Games from Microsoft Windows. The Legends released October 2009. League of Legends is the most popular video game that is played online. According to estimate, it has 27 million uh, daily players. You can highlight it, by the way, and you'll be able to read it. I think that's it. Yep. 27 million active daily players. Active. A, a day. That's crazy. And World of Warcraft is going to be a very distant second. It has, uh, does it even say? I mean, at, at World of Warcraft, ten million height, subscribers total. No, 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 no. That was at its height. It ain't that now. It has been for a long time. Well, they're mo- they're hovering around five or six. Because yeah, even Blizzard, let's say that. they had ten million total. Right. If you yeah, go yeah. up, they're twenty-one million. Sure, a 27, 27 daily. Yeah, million. at its height, it was at eleven million. Wow, that should give you all you need to know. And it's a free-to-play game. They have almost three times the amount daily as World Number of Warcraft two. has total. total. Whew. Yep. That's crazy. That's MOBAs, man. That's the way it is. And the irony of it is, the irony, the true irony is it was a mod of Warcraft 3 of a Blizzard title, and they didn't do anything with it. It got to the point where more people were playing the modification, modified game more than the actual Warcraft 3, and it spawned a bunch of different imitations and imitators, and Blizzard was the last one to the game. That was, they're they're like eight, almost seven, eight years behind. Crazy. Yeah, mm, go figure. Uh, da, 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 da. I, you know, I don't really care about the indie games as much. Overwatch, Pornhub, sir. Okay. <laughs> I, I I I know this has been kind of a Blizzard heavy um, show, but <laughs> that's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> Venturebeat dot com, Overwatch, Pornhub. Searches jumped 817% in 
during the open beta this weekend? It was that butt gate, man. Got everyone curious. I, I guess I didn't know this was a thing, although I should have known better. Oh, dude. Listen, uh, yeah. uh, hente anime, all, dude. That's one of the most popular. Searches. I forgot the internet rules are. You know, if there's something, uh, if there's something popular, there is porn of it, and if there isn't, it is your duty to make it. The risk, the more risque, the better. When you're beaten off, so go with this one. Go, go, go. People like Blizzard's new game so much that they want to beat their dick to it. No, <laughs> they like Blizzard's game so much that they are doing a lot of searches in an effort to see its character naked. On Thursday, searches for Overwatch on the adult video company Pornhub jumped 817%, Jesus. according to the website. Of course, Thursday was also the start of Overwatch open beta on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, which gave a huge audience its first go at the class-based team shooter from the studio responsible for WoW. And after getting a taste of the excellent action in Overwatch, we really enjoyed our time with it. Players went looking for the game's characters engaging in lewd behavior. <laughs> Gaming is a $99.6 billion business, and you don't generate that kind of revenue without a little sex appeal. Overwatch is no different. These characters are visually appealing on multiple levels, and clearly that is riling up a lot of their fans, putting them in a tizzy. Interestingly, in the case of Overwatch, people looking for adult content will actually find quite a lot of it. <laughs> the game, really? The game isn't even out, <laughs> and some of the steamier parts of Tumblr are already overflowing with fan art and quick animations that strip Blizzard's characters of their clothing and occasionally have them bumping ultimates with each other. I'm not uninterested in that but then again i'm kind of a fucking weirdo uh, most, of the, <laughs> most of the overwatch related videos you'll find on pornhub feature the character models from the game with some slight altercations to show more skin amateur animators then use the free source filmmaker tool from dota 2 publisher valve to make those characters thrust gyrate and quiver i don't care how they make it i don't want to know i mean i'm i don't do. pull back the curtain it ruins it for me i i, I do want to <laughs> know i mean i'm you know i'm living with a dancer so my uh curiosity is pretty high if you've paid any attention oh no i'm sorry the abundance of porn for overwatch seemed like if uh the empress walked down at a great time the abundance of porn for overwatch seems like it can only dictate a deep primal response to character design and I really don't love reading this in front of my sister. Continue. Yeah, I just wanted to wait. I didn't want to read you. about porn in front of my sister. I'm just going to give it a good three <laughs> seconds. Yes, you're not the one to answer, answer that question. I'm a freak, leave. but I'm not that freaky. All right. The abundance of porn for Overwatch seems like it is only indicative of a deep primal response to character design, and that likely bodes well for the shooter's launch later this month. If you've paid any attention to the early fan culture for Overwatch, you've likely noticed that Tracer seems especially popular. Speak of the devil. Well, that's the one. I mean, let's be honest. They were kind of pushing her forward as the uh, the mascot of the game. I mean, there's, that's what they wanted. They wanted her front and center. Well, Pornhub's data confirms that the uh, company found that Overwatch Tracer is the most popular search term involving Overwatch. Here are some more. Overwatch Tracer. Cartoon Overwatch. Overwatch Feuda, which it must be another character, I guess. And it just continues to go on with different ways. Overwatch Hente, Mercy. Cosplay, 3D Overwatch, Overwatch X, Sex. X, X, Overwatch. Wow, there's some real <laughs> creative ways to type in. You know what I'm surprised what I don't for, see I there? Guess. I'm surprised I don't see uh, Overwatch S&M. 
I would have thought in the fetish community that that if you're looking up cartoon porn, you'd be a lot of those like slave and master. <laughs> okay, you've given this a hell of a lot more thought than I have. I think about it all the time. I guess. Pornhub. Now I know I had to quit your job. <laughs> <laughs> Pornhub has also discovered that the thirst for Overwatch porn is a global phenomenon. <laughs> That's a great way to say that. Folks from Asia, Europe, and South America are all looking for porn related to the game. And I have to imagine that Asia is looking for it more than us. Again, <laughs> Blizzard can likely take this as a sign that it's done something right by driving so many different kinds of people to want to see Widowmaker and Mercy acting wrong. <laughs> or right. Depending so on how, you how long it. until Blizzard starts making Overwatch porn? I mean, hey, it's profitable. You think you want Overwatch porn, but you don't. You think you do. But the real don't. question is, don't they have to get paid by the people that do it, right? Oh, it's it's like fan art. So they don't have to make it uh, specifically. This is Imp. This is Imp watching porn. This is Imp watching Futanari Widowmaker Bang Tracer. Imp is tired now. I don't know what any of that is. I, I'm guessing, I know who Tracer is. I'm guessing Widowmaker must be a... Futa equals Futanari equals a girl with a dick. Oh. All right, well. Oh, uh, we call them she-males and hermaphrodites in my time, but that's me. I thought we were missing something freaky on that search list. There you go. Mercy is also a character. In fact, the one I am maining. You may want to clarify that too. After the, <laughs> I was just thinking the same. That's the maining. one I'm maining. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <By> <laughs> you mean? <laughs> that's my. I main know what bitch. he meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, True. We've now learned more about you than we ever really wanted to <laughs> and ever will again. All right. 930. Uh, I want to get this then. Let's do a kick to the curb and then we're going to get out of here. But I do want to talk about this one first. I think my contacts must be arting up, uh, arting up, acting up. Because it's they just played sucks. Well, I've seen teams suck before, but they, they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Never sucked. <laughs> Oh, Always room for improvement. I didn't think it was physically possible, but this boat sucks and blows. Uh, I'm surprised you're not on your phone doing it right now. Um, curious. I am curious now. That means that they've probably upped the uh, quantity to oh, meet sure. the demand. Oh, sure. Exactly. So Where I there's gotta, a demand, there will be a supply. Look, don't, come on. She teased that banana ass. There was a whole gate about it. You know I got to check it out now. now what i am going to do is there since um Kalilu actually gave me a lot more articles than we could possibly use and a lot of these are really good i'm actually going to save a few of these and i'm going to record a probably a mini show either later this evening or tomorrow I'll leave my setup uh where it is for the patrons and i'll do like a 35 or 40 minute like an extra innings type show and i'll just go over some of the articles i we did not have time to get to today and there's a lot of articles every week that we leave on the table because we always have far too much content to actually, there's too much material to get through. Now, having said that, 99% of the time, ladies and gentlemen, when we do a kick to the curb, although Lou's not here to do it, usually it's because we are talking about a project that absolutely sucks, has no chance of fulfillment, or if it does, we really scratch our heads and wonder, what the fuck? Not so this time around. Now... I believe it was actually Tech Raptor. Uh, we've got to give them credit who actually turned me on to this last night. And the Kickstarter is for a game uh, that's going to be put out for PC. Uh, in fact, let me hit the. If it pulls it up here. Oh, that's my email. Is that it? Damn it. I'm trying to look. It should give you a, a, a link that goes right to it. 
I guess not. That's just annoying. Okay. Anyways, if you look it up, it's Arcadian Atlas is the name of the game, and it's a tactical RPG. Uh, very much in the same vein as um, Final Fantasy Tactics. Let me pull it up here, kickstarter.com. You think I would have had this ready to go earlier? I didn't. Professionalism at its best, ladies and gentlemen. Now, what what kind of caught my eye, obviously, is because I'm a huge nerd for... Helps if I spell what? Uh, Atlas. Uh, 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 Arcadian. There it is. All right. Now, it needed funding up until it had about five hours to go, and it was not fully funded at the time uh, that I went ahead and donated to this project. But it looks very much like Final Fantasy Tactics, the 1997 release uh, by Squaresoft back in the day. Um, the combat is the same. The design is the same. Uh, the way the characters look is very, very similar. It is very clear that the people who are making this, it's a brother and sister team, that are creating this game are taking it, I mean, they're basically just, you know, cutting it from the cloth of Final Fantasy Tactics. The combat, I mean, even the way the different character classes look are the same. The thieves look the same. The archers look the same. And that's fine. I don't mind that as much. Because for whatever reason, Squaresoft kind of, I mean, they put out two uh, um, Final Fantasy Tactic titles. But they put them out for, the, uh, for um, handhelds. Tactics Advance, Tactics Advance 2, and they were okay, but they sure as hell weren't the, you know, they didn't recapture the the breadth and depth that was Final Fantasy Tactics. Now, this looks like it's a, a full-blown, you know, from the ground up game like the original Tactics was. It's going to have mercenary missions and a bunch of different classes, and you have to learn skills, and, and again, it really it's just a really a clone of the original FFT. Now, there's a bunch of different uh, pledges you can do. Apparently, too, the characters from Bioshock Infinite will be making an appearance in the game as playable characters, from what I understand. Kind of like, um, you know, Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy XII characters were in the original Final Fantasy Tactics, and then it's re-release called the uh, War of the Lions. You'll be able to play them. Uh, let's see. We've got for $5 or more, they basically say, hey, thanks for helping us, you know, make the game fuck off. For $17 or more, you get the early bird digital game for the PC or Mac. For $20, you get the full version of the game for PC or Mac. For $30, which is where I signed in on, you get the game, the full digital game. You also get the soundtrack, which I wanted, and the making of video, which I don't care about. Same thing with DVDs. I never watch any of the making of I don't care. I really don't. Uh, it is set to be brought out February 2018. And they were trying to get a funding of ninety thousand so, dollars. Yes. Well, go back. Question: The yes. forty was access to the beta. You're not interested in the beta. I'm not. I, I really, I'm not. I, I would rather play the the whole game when it comes out. Uh, early beta access um, to the game for beta testing, to feedback and bugs, and help us with balanced testing. I read the game work out exactly as it should, so I can just play through the storyline, all that, get it, and be done with it. You know, this isn't a game that I'm probably going to spend. I mean, maybe it'll blow me away. I don't know. But it's not something I really plan on doing a lot of replay through. Uh, for 50 bucks, you get all digital tier. The digital art book, the manual. Okay, so apparently I don't get a manual if I don't spend 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's called www.gamefact.com. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to think. Game Good facts, luck. I couldn't think of it. Um, what, so wait, for your 
thirty. Are you getting the game? Flat I get 30? the game. Okay. I get the digital game. Okay. I, I get gotcha. the soundtrack, and I get the making of video. I was gonna say, geez, for thirty, and then buy the game too. Shit. Yeah. Uh, pledge fifty five or more. You get a cloth map, buttons, plus a digital manual. Uh, I don't need the cloth map. Seventy five dollars or more. You get four high quality tarot card size playing cards with custom tarot card designs from the game. That's actually legit. That they have to get to hundred k to do that. Uh, for the iOS version, that would be awesome to play that on. Do you have access to that to you on your on your iPhone while you're like out and about? Sure, money. Well, that's their stretch goal, and they're at ninety three thousand at the moment, and they've got how much time left? Do you know how many people three hours download that on their iPhone? It would, sure. I think more than anything. Uh, it, and I wouldn't be surprised. There's a lot of people that play on their pads. I mean, they got emulators to play games like this. Your Fire Emblems, your Langrisseers, your Brawl Answer, your Final Fantasy Tactics. Absolutely. Uh, Let's see. For $130, name our troops and name and credits. A name you're choosing is randomly placed on enemy and and allied soldiers in battles and recruitment centers. Name subject to developer approval. Damn. That'd be kind of funny. (laughs) Well, you wouldn't be very badass if you the Emperor and then they get slayed if there's one random. My ally Spankmaster has arrived. (laughs) Yes. And your name is added to the credits as a contributor. For uh, for 160, we will make sure it's the first hit on Pornhub. High for 160 bucks, high quality paperback art book with over 100 full color pages of art, exclusive designs, and commentary from creators Becca and Taylor, the brother and sister crew behind this. For 190 dollars, special gift for you to equip that is low chance to turn enemies into raccoons. Exclusive to Kickstarter backers. Huh? There's 30 people that back this so they could turn enemies into raccoons? Yeah, money. There's a 1% chance. Why? All right. Money. I guess. $300 or more. Five designers. Boot designer. Work with us to design equipable boots. This item will be hidden in a treasure chest somewhere in the world and have a description unique to the object's significance. Here's a pair of digital boots that five assholes had more money than knew what to do with. I got to cry bullshit real quick. All gone? So you're telling me if someone else wanted to donate $300, you aren't going to make it happen? Correct. Come on, son. You know as well as I do the reason why they limit those to make it seem like it's, oh, I've got to be one of those five people. Yeah, that's ridiculous. $400 or more. One person's done it? Four out of, there's one out of five. Helmet designer. Work with us to design an equipable helmet. This item will be hidden in a treasure chest in the world, yada, yada, yada. Two hundred dollars. Okay, when I looked at this last night, none of these none of these top tier ones had anything on it. Pledge five hundred dollars or more, and you can help design an accessory. Four backers for the six hundred dollar tier. Quest designer, work with us to design a pub quest. You can send your hired mercenaries on. You'll work with us from inception to implementation in the game, along with player rewards. Now I'm going to stop right here. Now, assuming this really is taking a copy or a clone of Final Fantasy Tactics, how that works is you walk into the tavern, you pick from a list of quests, you select the quest you want, it gives you some flavor text. Hey, you're going to go look for a downed airship that fell in the mountains. You select three of your characters, and they go off, and you don't see them. It all happens off screen. And then ten turns later, you come back and say, hey, we came back, and we succeeded or failed, and this is what we found. You're paying $600 for a paragraph of flavor text? Shitfire, man. 
Well, I'll tell good you what. Good luck. I mean, it, I know it sounds ridiculous, but if I'm being completely honest, when you know when I worked at the good old QL and I was making those ridiculous 10K commission checks, this is stuff that if I was a hyper nerd about something, it's something I probably would have blown money on if it was if I thought it was awesome. Uh, all right. I... I guess I, I I guess I've just never been in that position to have that kind of money. You I, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I can speak from experience. There gets to a point where you get so used to those checks, as stupid as that sounds, that you do just look for stuff to spend money on. Okay, well I hope to get to that point because I, I mean, have sales. plans. Yeah. You got to be in sales to do that. And yeah, the sales I'm in are are much smaller than that, and that's fine with me. It was mortgages, man. There was like no limit to what you could make there. $800 or more. So why didn't you keep doing it? Just soul total sucking? total burnout. I, I was working not, like usually 8 a.m. to about 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, and then I would have to go in a good six hours on a Saturday and six hours on Sunday. You never had an off day. It was rare if you had an off day. But you know it was all based on how many loans you wrote. So, I mean, I would make ignorant amounts of money, but I didn't have a life. So it was just total 100 burnout. hours a week. It was I just mean, total burnout. $800 or more. Become an NPC. You will be turned into an in-game, non-playable character and reside in Arcadia. It includes prints of your pixel self signed by Becca Bear and mailed to you. I tell you what, if everybody in the Empress Court wants to donate enough money for $800 for this thing, we can go ahead and put a NPC Emperor in the game. They flicks off people as they walk by. When you ask for help, says, get bent, I hope you die. Because <laughs> that seems about what my character would do. Sure. <laughs> chilling on somebody's couch in their house. That's what you'd be doing. Dear Emperor, we need the item you have to complete our quest. Fuck off. Game's oh, over one? right here. Oh, oh, this one? And just drop it on the floor. <laughs> game over. <laughs> Sorry. If you talk to me, your game, this was your your game your ends. Fault. No save. <laughs> your fault, Becca, for including me. For $1,000, one backer, and it's all gone. Pizza, drinks, karaoke, and game development. Let's hang out and eat pizza and drink drink beer, your drink of choice, while we sing karaoke, if that's your thing. We'll talk game development and share cool secret concept art. <clears throat> Basically, their secret porn collection of all the characters they've made. Mm-hmm. Works in progress and other neat things your friends will totally be jealous about. We'll also laugh. So much laughing. Winner must pay travel and accommodation expenses to Dallas or Austin, Texas. We'll pay for the pizza and the drinks and drive you around. Uh, I actually get that. Well, apparently they've gone ahead and, and opened it up again. There's a limit of four or five for basically another thousand dollars for the same thing. I think it's a good call on their part for a couple reasons. One, I don't think you'd want one awkward person there yeah. for that. I think it'd be better to have an awkward group. Twenty five hundred dollars. Final pledge. Zero backers. Secret debug room elite. Become a Pixel Elite member and walk amongst the secret debug room with two text boxes of dialogue of your choosing. Includes a complete sprite sheet with four walking angles printed and sent to you. Dialogue subject to developer approval. What? I think it's hilarious. My favorite part of that is that it says includes names in the credit as producer and all the raccoon and eight or tier. But basically, we don't want to see you. (laughs) You can't come and hang out with us, though. (laughs) Not that one. For $2,500... We'll eat your pizza for you. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, dicks. Uh, you know what? It, it, again, I like this. I like the game they're basing it off of. I like that style of game. It's to me, it's kind of a lost genre. Other than Fire Emblem, no one really does it anymore. For thirty bucks, it's worth it. Obviously, it's been funded. Um, it comes with my credit card. 
It's not like I'll see it. The only other thing I ever kickstarted was, again, Exploding Kittens, and that's, that's hilarious. That's a super healthy mentality. It's going on my credit card. I'll never see it. You know how much is on my credit card right now? <laughs> the 30 bucks that this thing just... I have a 20 thousand dollars limit. There's 30 bucks because I refuse to use a credit card unless I absolutely have to, and I must pay it off in a month, always, without a doubt. There's your pro tip, ladies and gentlemen. There's, there's your financial pro tip. Here's Never- another financial pro tip, and this is actually a real financial pro tip. If you ever get totally overwhelmed with your credit card, like say it's at like it's ten thousand max out, and you have a home with a mortgage, consider refinancing and rolling your credit card in as part of the refi. Throwing that out there, it's a lifesaver for a lot of people. Better to spend at five percent on your mortgage as opposed to twelve percent on your credit card. At this point, it's it like four percent or less. Not only that, you're uh, you actually might still. I've I've done that for people where I've rolled twenty k in credit card debt in and actually lowered their monthly payment based on where their rate was. So it just Something to think about if it, you don't want to pay those crazy interest rates and you're feeling suffocated by it. My dad recently did it. To change his shit totally. Good. So just throwing that out there if you're in the situation. But mine has always been, and that's been hammering into me by my parents for years, which is never spend anything on your credit card that you cannot pay off in a month. And it if you does. absolutely have to, it better be 0%. But you should have one because it does tremendously, well, help, your, it yeah. tremendously helps your credit if you're using it. Oh, right. my, my credit is just shy of perfect. And it has to be because my job does a credit check every three months. And if you have bad credit, there is no excuse, no reason, no appeal. You are fired, period. Because of what I deal with and because of what I touch, anybody without a good or solid credit rating is automatically suspect. And they give you no leeway. (laughs) Frozen sequence we want. Frozen 2. No, we don't. Elsa gains confidence. She threatens to plunge other countries in a permanent winter unless they surrender. (laughs) She conquers the world. (laughs) Actually, it's funny. um, Supposedly... And I know this was was kind of a deal about a week ago is that um, as Minerva is now sitting in front of me, just kind of lounging on the table. Now she's going to go over and send for the Hawkeye. Hey, you didn't pet me yet. Pet me. Uh, Apparently, people were were petitioning um, Disney for the Frozen 2 that they're making to please have a female love interest for Elsa. They wanted a lesbian character. I'm not mad at it. I just don't know where this comes from or why anybody nah, cares. I mean, that's that's the way it is now. You know that. I, I, you can't be surprised. I'm not just talking in general. You can't be surprised by it, though. I, I guess I kind of am. I mean, why is this a thing? Why does anybody matter? It's just a cartoon. Let it go. Why do we have to shove something into everything? They Because Disney has done a lot of things very slowly, but they have first they got over hating Jews. Then they very, <laughs> very slowly worked a couple black people in, but they still have never had anybody gay that I know of in a Disney movie, so that's probably why they want it so bad, just as a point. Is anybody's life going to be better because they did this? No, I... I'm, Is Disney going to be a better company? I'm not company disagreeing than... with you. I'm just saying that's probably where they're coming from. All right, true caught it. So why do you have to say let it go? I just wanted to see if anybody... Can... <laughs> I, just I actually see... didn't catch that. <laughs> All that's right. funny. It was pretty subtle, like, oh, no one's going to call me on it? All right, maybe I'll get an email later in the week from one of the podcasters. <laughs> Good call. I didn't catch it. Yeah. All right, that's it for me. I've got nothing else. I've got a couple other things, but i got to get out of here. It's going on a quarter to ten. We've done a good, solid show with two people. Time to jet. All right, let's get this thing. I'll get the uh, get that up there and get this up here and set that to cue and play. All right, there we go. Speaking of Ninja Turtles, today... How is it... Wait, hold on. How is it speaking of Ninja Turtles? Because the post-game music from Turtles in Time. Oh, uh, there we go. Well, you've heard it enough times. You didn't. It didn't really resonate with you. Well, I guess I not. I didn't right. have my headphones on. I didn't hear anything. I, but again, we've played it for you know. I, I've been using this for years. You've been on the show for a while. 
Anyway, okay. So my son was the Prince Imperial, was watching the new Ninja Turtles, the, old, the new CGI one with all computer graphics. What's kind of cool is they they had a crossover episode that brought in the original four Ninja Turtles from the like the 80s and 90s cartoon. Same voice actors. They had Krang, same voice actor. They drew him the same way. Then they jumped between uh, the three universes. They jumped into the two original comics. Then they jump into the 80s cartoon. Then they jump back into the CGI. It was actually, and I don't care for the new CGI one. It was very cool. Uh, it was, Sounds interesting. It was kind of neat. I'm like, wow, that's... That sounds like the original Leonardo. Shit, that sounds like the original Krang. And this man looks at me and says, that's because it is. This I, is their big crossover. I'm an internal purist. Yeah. At any rate, so, uh, thank you to Kleelu, our show contributor, for sending in the articles. Thank you to Scrub Puppy for uh, running our Facebook division. By the way, for those people who are having an issue getting the uh, RSS feed to work on Chrome and on Edge... I have gone ahead and posted on the Facebook page a workaround. Apparently, Chrome and Edge do not care, um, do not put RSS feeds in as part of your uh, actual um, browser. You have to get a plugin for that. And I posted on the Facebook page. Thanks to although did not contribute this week, which was Octail because he's been busy and what he does from TechRaptor. Obviously, we did his article today, but he always does what you've been told. I always appreciate that. Uh, our thanks to you, the listener. Folks, if it was not for you, we would not be doing this. We would not be sitting here talking to ourselves for three hours at a time. You know, maybe we would, but it'd be real strange. My um, thanks to our patrons, as always, for continuing to give us money that they probably need for other things like beer and cigarettes. So thanks for your smokes money. I will probably have something up for you this week. Actually, I'm going to leave my set up tonight so I can just go record. And we'll probably go over some of the articles I just didn't get to uh, today. Let's see. Please follow us on Emperor's Court for Twitter, as well as Emperor's Court for Facebook. Uh, most of our announcements go up on those two things. Oh, also, thank you to Gnomewise, obviously, who runs Alpha Geek Radio, who is nice enough to host us. If you yourself are interested in doing what we're doing, maybe you're going to quit your job and decide you to take a podcast as your new way and outlet of life. Maybe you want to do a video cast. And trust me, folks, there's actually quite a few people on Alpha Geek Radio who do that for a living. There's a couple people that used to work for Discovery and, and National Geo and all that that have shows on here. $15 a month gets you in the door. Look it up. AlphaGeekRadio.com uh, I don't really have anything else to plug or anything else going on. Anything for you, Hawkeye? No. All right. All right, folks. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Bad manners are better than no manners at all. Time for some Overwatch porn. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it 100. So long, everybody. 